What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan here with you today, and you're probably thinking, oh, what's this? We've something different. It's not out on a Sunday on this RSS feed, and it is something a little bit different. What we have for you today is an episode of The Old Triangle, and I know a lot of people are probably familiar with The Old Triangle, but if you're not, let me tell you what it is. So what it is is a dedicated Irish MMA podcast presented by uh, three of our guys over in Severe MMA, Ian O'Neill, as you know from um, the uh, the Severe MMA podcast a few times, Andy uh, Stevenson has been on as well with me, and Quilcher DeBarra, uh, who is uh, a long-time uh, coverer of Irish MMA media, um, or Irish MMA fighters even. Um, so uh, the three lads, every couple of weeks, they talk about Irish MMA everything that's going on in Irish MMA and we mentioned a few times on the podcast but they go into it in more depth than you know we have time every Sunday and it's an absolute brilliant resource so um, we're giving you one episode here on this RSS feed they have their own RSS feed I will put the link in the description here. Please go over and subscribe to them, whether it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all of those great places. It's also on YouTube. Check it out. Everyone knows our YouTube channel. I'll link that in the description as well. But make sure, both places, subscribe on YouTube. But subscribe to the audio feed as well, because they have this podcast all the time, and it's great. You wake up, it's on a Wednesday every couple of weeks, usually around twice a month. You can listen to that podcast, get your update on Irish MMA, and it doesn't uh, clash with the Severe MMA podcast. You have a few days between them and everything like that as well, so absolutely great. That is it. I'm going to throw it over now to Ian, Andy, and Quilsha to take you away. They talk about uh, a lot of things. Very busy time for Irish MMA. Uh, there's a couple of guys in PFL this weekend, and lots more. I'll give it over to the lads now to take it away for the brand new episode of The Old Triangle. We are back for episode 35 of the Owl Triangle. Me, Ian O'Neill, Andy Stevenson and Quilsha Debarra here as always to break down the latest and greatest in Irish mixed martial arts. Lots to discuss today. Two guests to make up from the lack of guests for the last couple of episodes. Dylan Took, Franz Malambo, they both join us ahead of their PFL debuts next Saturday on July 8th. Great to hear from them. We'll hear from them a little bit later on. Let's get into it. We're going to talk some Ur fighting championships straight away. We're going straight to the domestic action and we'll talk about all the latest news uh, a little bit later on in the podcast. Andy, as I said, and Quilsha with me. Andy, I have to bring it up, man. The Lord of the Dance might be your new nickname, I think, based off recent <laughs> Instagram videos. Uh, you've got the moves on the dance floor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a, this is a private Instagram account. This is a breach of I've trust. I've not seen this. Um, um, in, in an effort to... Uh, to change the conversation here, I I would like the viewers and listeners to know that your TV license fee does not go towards the L Triangle, but Ian will be disclosing his salary at the end of the episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love it. Uh, I, I I was very I have impressed. A few moves. Have a few moves. You, you moves. fucking do. You have a night. Yeah, feet of fire. That's I, what I, would say I got absolutely shafted. Right. So on my wedding night, I did a bit of Irish dancing because they someone was pushing me to do it or whatever, and uh, I had a few beers with me, and I was like, right here, one of the lads, you do it. You do it with me, and I'll do it with you. And uh, 
the the next week, one of my mates was getting married as well, and they came up to us uh, about. They're like, "Here, we just go on and just do do it for two seconds again. The same thing you did last time." We're like, "Right, go on, we'll do it." We got set up. They had some like professional lad who like they put it. It was like they put the two idiots went out first, and then like the music hits, and all of a sudden, some lad with fucking clicky shoes and all comes in, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, we just got set up here." But um, oh, that's but, yeah, funny. I, I've retired, retired again. That's it, yeah, that's it. Well, look at if uh, the old MMA media doesn't work out for you, there might be a few old feshes and stuff that you can go to, and you'd be uh, you'll never, strictly you'll come dancing. Strictly come dancing is right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's get into it, lads. We won't waste any more time. Our fighting championship seven went down uh, last weekend up in Nuri. Another great, great show as well. Um, we'll just go from it from the top down, guys. We'll talk. I'll go to you first, Quilcha. Alexander Yankov versus Claudio Pacella was the main event. Um, a, a great fight at the top of the card here. All action. Um, and, and Pacella looked really good in his finish of the fight. Obviously, you know, it was there were sections of over and back uh, between the both fighters in the fight, but, you know, it was Pacella that went on and got the finish in the end. What did you think of that fight overall? Yeah, for the first professional title for Ura, I thought it was good. But yeah, like you could tell the weight difference there, I feel. There was a big size difference between the two of them. It's worth noting, like, Yankov went up to lightweight for this after fighting a featherweight throughout, but uh, went up to get the fight, and I thought Pacella was... It's a fairly convincing win for him, to be honest. With you. He, was, he was relentless. Some of the some of like the hooks were you could feel them from watching it. Like the hooks, the body were massive in the lead up to the finish. He had some big knees as well. I thought the stoppage was really was very well done, to be honest. With you. Was, uh, there was no need for any more damage. Thought the the job was done at that point and uh, a good win for him. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever watched him and looks a he looks a decent little prospect now. Interesting to see where he goes, especially if he's fighting on the regional scene. Yeah, absolutely. I was impressed with, with Claudio as well, Andy, and I'm sure you are as well with that performance. Um, never looked out of control. Obviously, had to, you know, Yankov came at him strong and at stages in the fight. There was lots of good scrambles and everything like that, but he was strong in the clinch. He was landing with good impact on his feet as well in that fight. I'm sure you were as impressed as both me and Quilce in his performance. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was a very dominant display from Pacella and um, really, you know, when he had him up against, the, when he had Yankov up against the cage and he was, he'd separate every now and then and lad, you know, a short, uh, a short elbow or a forearm. And I, I just thought his, all of his shots were, were really damaging. And I thought that he never really gave Yankov the opportunity to get out of first gear. Um, you know, we've seen Yankov fight on the, on the regional scene. He's, he's, I know he puts in a lot of work with Dublin Combat Academy, but um Pacella or Pacella, I don't know if it's Pacella or Pacella, but he he just closed the distance and really imposed his will throughout, and just didn't d- didn't let Yankov uh, get going at all. So, um, a smart, dominant performance, and uh, very interested to see what's next for him and and for, and for Yankov. I suppose it's back to the drawing, drawing board, which is a bit unfortunate because he's kind of someone who's been you know pushing for to make that next leap up to the likes of a cage wars or something. So hopefully, maybe there's an opportunity back down at featherweight for him uh, moving forward too. Yeah, absolutely. Look at um yeah, he'll like Quill just said, he fought up and weight and he'll be back. He'll he'll perform again. And you know, uh we create a little bit of history. First professional title champion or first professional champion in our fighting championships in Claudio Pacella. He became the lightweight champion there. Um, moving on to the next pro fight, great to see pro fights on cards like this as well, it has to be said. And that was Mikey Pahea versus Moria Georgie. We were looking forward to this, Andy before the fight happened and, and this fight this fight didn't didn't disappoint it was madness from bell to bell 
Fight ended in a majority draw after three rounds. A little bit controversial, I think, uh, in some of the reactions to it. After me looking on it, I agree with the decision. I thought it was a draw. A little bit of moment of madness in round two from George. He basically cost him. You know, he, he'll he'll be looking back at that. He'll be disappointed. Um, but, you know, I thought the judges got it right. It was a majority draw for me as well. Um, but it was a crazy fight. It was a really good over and back fight. High pace as well. What are your thoughts on it overall, Andy? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I had kind of gotten a message from from Andrew McGann uh, <laughs> prior to watching it myself to say, look, just a heads up, this is something that happened. There's a, it might be contentious uh, because there was a bit of commotion afterwards. But um, I thought that the judges got it right. I thought that Pereira uh, looked good. I thought it was a very close first round, but he landed, there was at one point, he landed a really nice combination. Um, and I thought it was probably the most impactful shots of, of that round. And I think it did enough to nick it for him. Um, so, you know, I thought, Maybe not even Nick from. I thought it was a, a clear enough um, ten nine to Pereira in the in the first. I thought that Morera George came on very strong, and especially after the illegal shot, which I I definitely agree with the way Decky Larkin handled it. Um, it basically um, Morera George had gotten the takedown, but Pereira in round two had kind of. Uh, just locked up his arm so like there was nothing he could really do and his head was kind of against Pereira's head at first and you could tell he was trying to kind of get the arms out uh, but then he he moved back and he went straight forward with his head like it was as blatant a head but as I've seen uh, Deck Larkin took the point and I thought it was absolutely fair so but from there it, it, it really spurred Mourinho Jean who looked very impressive uh, for the rest of the second round and the third um, it was back and forth but I thought he, he definitely won those two rounds Um I wouldn't hate, I thought it was 10-9, or sorry, 9-9 with the point deduction. You could potentially make an argument for a 10-8 to him in that round, but I, I, I wouldn't agree oh, with it. Um, I don't think so. I, not not me personally. And yeah. I, I, I felt it would have been a a 10-9 round for Georgie. Obviously, then with the point taken, it would have made it a 9-9 round for I me. I agree. Yeah. And I have to agree with you as well, Andy. Uh, Deck Larkin handled that situation with the head, but it was pretty clear and obvious. You know, it's just a moment of madness. That's the only way I can describe it as well. And and on into round three, then yeah. it was it was Georgie's round, I think, as well, which kind of would have made it. You know, uh, round one for Pereira, uh, for Pereira, and round two draw, round three for Georgie, which would have made yeah. it a majority draw exactly uh, overall. Yeah. I think that's a, that's an absolutely fair result. And what about Mikey Pereira's? Um, biggest fan in the audience <laughs> there was a, a woman in the audience that was screaming her lungs down reminded me of uh, Eddie Alvarez his wife whenever he's fighting there's just a roar come on Mikey it was brilliant kick him in the head Mickey yeah kick him in the head come on Mickey it was hilarious but Quilcher it was, look at you were excited for this one before and it, like I said it didn't disappoint it was a great a great contest here obviously a draw leaves us with you know maybe an opportunity to make this fight again. Do you think that that's, that's the move to go with, or do you think they'll be maybe looking to go uh, fight elsewhere and run it back a little bit further down their careers? I'd have no problem with them trying to uh, run that one back, especially because, like, you know, there was a bit of a, you know, back and forth afterwards. They weren't, I guess the phantom team weren't exactly too happy with how that decision went. And they probably thought Morari won, but yeah, look, I, I feel like it's uh, be justified running that one back. They both, both fighters probably learned a hell of a lot from that experience and that entire fight. So, yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was chaos. The first round was so much chaos. I loved it. And then, obviously, for the fi 
final two rounds, Mararu just came on really strong. I think it'd be, it'd be a great one to run back, uh, just kind of unfinished business, it really seems, from that fight. So, yeah, the definitely. third round especially was a, was a great round as well. And it was back and forth. Like, both the lads were were threatening at times. And I think, Ian, you, you were noting, like, a great Kimura sweep that um the Pereira landed. um And, and then yeah, George almost had the Anaconda then. Uh, which I, I incorrectly, Ian was, so peel the wall back, I'm I'm, uh, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn my jiu-jitsu here, and uh, I get confused sometimes between a Darson and an Anaconda. Yeah, a, but. It's an easy mistake, a very common one as well, but like you, I couldn't agree more, that third round was on a knife edge for a long time, and you know, if 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 Mickey had a maintained that back position, his use of the Kimura to sweep up and then immediately take the back, I was like, holy shit, that was really good. But then Georgie, he did well to shook him off and kind of maintain control. And I think it was actually that moment and, and the rest of the fight, which kind of maybe sealed the deal for him and winning that round. Um, that's what I would have thought personally, but tremendous fight, tremendous performance from both lads. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be here to see that fight again anytime. It was fought at tremendous pace. No, slowed down obviously in the round three, but they were still maintaining a fairly high level as well. But uh, great, great fight. Fair play to the boat lads, and and it'll be interesting to see if Decky wants to run that back. Gwilshire, I'll head over to you for Tiernan Lachlan versus Kevin Kyo. That was for the vacant featherweight championship, and Tiernan Lachlan took it by unanimous decision, and no real arguments here. He 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 won the fight fair and square. In my opinion, it was a very good performance. Obviously, coming off at of the back of that Max Lally um, performance and 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 defeat there. Uh, Tiernan's a, a, a very good prospect, obviously been on with us here before with Cale and his brother um, on the Old Triangle before. And, uh, you know, he'll be delighted to get another title into the into the Loughran household. A second title into the Loughran household now. But uh, yeah, it's good to see him active as well. Like he moved up, he moved back over to Ireland and now he's getting these fights consistently. And I think, what, that's three for this year alone and we could see him fight so much more. But for the fight itself, I really enjoyed it. I thought Kevin Keogh was... Uh, Oh, he was good that first round. His stand up looked sharp. The leg kicks were they were working so well for him. That long stance of Lofren kind of allowed Kyo to kind of chop down those legs a bit and slow him down and inhibit the movement. But I thought Tiernan was really good. He has that tool of that that high kick that he lands. I think he he times it so well. And uh, I feel like he could uh, he could finish someone with that someday the way he throws it. It's, uh, it's very good. Second round, we saw Tiernan kind of in, implement the grappling game a bit more and kind of wear on it, wear on Kevin Keogh a little bit and get, I feel like he nicked that round. Then we saw a bit of a, yeah, a bit, a bit of a mix but in the third round, but overall, yeah, Tiernan thought he was very good. The, uh, it's that lovely, it's like, a, it's not, it's a step in left hook that he lands or something. It's, it's beautiful when he lands it and there's a lot of power behind the shots as well. So very excited to see him back in there and a uh, great fight overall. Really enjoyed it. I thought both put on a, you know, they made a great account for, the, for themselves in that fight. Yeah, great account of themselves and for the gyms as well. Obviously, Kevin Kyo representing Team Rhino Waterford and Tiernan Lochran, Andy, who has recently moved to FAI. And, you know, I've been speaking to him and he's been fairly outspoken as well uh, online uh, in how positive of an effect that that move has been for him. Obviously, moving over from Team Kibon, where his brother Kalen is, to a little bit closer to home at FAI. But, you know, you've seen the jumps in his game since they're very good very good team there and uh, you know no better men than than Pat and uh, Liam to kind of develop Tiernan into the, the fighter he can be really isn't it it's been a good positive move for him so far absolutely like he just he looks happy which is the, it kind of the it's, it's something that's very important for a fighter you need to kind of be comfortable in the surroundings that you're in and 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 feeling like right you know this is the best place for me to be and and clearly it's working they've got themselves a title uh it was great to see and I think it was when I was looking at this fight it was kind of like that's that's a really 
good like looking at it from Lockwood's perspective, it's a, a solid nine minutes where you know Kyo really came to fight. Like I, yeah, Kyo's a fighter who I'm kind of getting familiar with over the last uh, little while. Whereas I've seen a bit more Lockwood and and like Kyo really kind of gave him pause at times in in the striking exchanges, but Lockwood was able to fight very intelligently and 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 time his takedowns and and utilize his grappling to to ultimately quell uh, Kyo's attacks and and get the fight to where he wanted and then land his damage from there. And and that was the the story of. Kind of the, the this second and third round for me so some solid amateur experience that will stand to him and, and help him build over time to eventually you know move into pro in the next couple of years i would imagine yeah no we, we like we kind of talk about that a little bit with uh dylan too later later on in the in the podcast and um you know he's saying that you know there's the going out there as an amateur you need to challenge yourself and you know you can say that about Alex and you can say it about Tiernan as well like they're they're getting in there and they're challenging themselves and and they're not afraid to do so either um you know and that's important um you know we've seen Tiernan in there last time at Max Valley and obviously Alex has been in there with Armin Herzig and David Samore and obviously Tiernan Lochran so they're getting in there wins and losses not so much uh, a big thing in the amateur games but it's great to see two amateurs going in there and uh testing themselves against the very best and um yeah it'll be interesting to see what's next for both fighters as well moving on to the welterweight division paul buckley versus shay Leatham. i was really looking forward to this as well uh paul fighting out with mma cork and, and shay representing sandu sandu mma mma excuse me and um it was a kind of a stylistic clash where, where you know, Buckley looked, wanted to kind of initiate. He's grappling a little bit, Quilcha, uh, in this fight, and, and Shea was kind of happy to, to kind of separate when he could and land his big shots. But uh, in the end, it was Paul Buckley that got the job done. He took home the unanimous decision. What are your thoughts overall on the fight itself? Uh, a lot of it was one-way traffic from Paul Buckley. I really enjoyed watching his performance. Uh, I thought there's been some... We got to see some improvements in his strike, and I thought striking looked good when he was on the feet. Uh, his grappling, as always, like we just know he's how good he is on the mat and his wrestling so good. And yeah, showed it again, very dominant display. I feel like he there's times he thought he was going to get the finish, but great nine minutes in the bag. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the leap to the pro ranks next. But uh, if not, I uh, I would love to see him against the likes of uh, Conor McCarthy, you know, or something. You know, I think two top amateur prospects. But uh, that's my fantasy matchmaking anyway. For one day, it's enough. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, if it is pro next for Paul Buckley, Andy, would you like to see that for him? Or, or I, I mean, I think he looks right. He's has had experience um, on the IMAF scene, of course. Now getting mm. some regional experience as well, and yeah, maybe pro is the next jump uh, moving step. Eight and two as an amateur right now. Yeah, and he's beaten you know the likes of Dan O'Sullivan and Jess Paolo, and and obviously the, you know his last loss. I think the only loss in in the last nine fights is against Fergus, uh, Fergus Jenkins, who's you know uh, quite the prospect worldwide um, on the amateur scene. And one of the things that I guess stood out to me most is these days when get when fighters get into advantageous positions on the grappling department, the ability and the 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 positioning and the patience and control to land your damage, um, and that was something that stood out to me here from uh, from Paul Buckley. He was anytime he he got the fight to the ground, which was many times in the fight, he was getting inside control. He was in half guard, and all the time he was looking to score. And by not sorry, he wasn't looking to score. He was looking to hurt his opponents, um, which is what you want to see, especially when you're moving over to the pro, because you can kind of you know with the three minute rounds in amateur, you can use your your grappling and your, and your takedowns to 
ensure that most or you know large portions of the round are spent in, in an area where you might only have to land a couple of shots here and there and you can nick around whereas over five minutes um when people can throw elbows when there's there's more tools at your disposal it's more difficult so i thought he was getting to dominant positions but then also hurting his opponent from there so yeah i'd have no problem seeing him now i, I thought shay he looked potent on the feet um looked very good like, on the feet for yeah, sure like so, there's no see, there's no like i mean there's no there's a reason buckley was looking to try and get it down because yeah Jay was looking very dangerous and landing some heavy shots as well and you know sometimes that's what you have yeah. to do as well you know get that into your into your comfort zone Quill just talking about a fight against Conor McCarthy there. Like we know Conor McCarthy's boxing. Like I'd, I'd be interested just purely from the perspective of seeing, okay, let's see what that would bring out of Paul Buckley um on the feet. Where where is he at in that regard? Um, but yeah, look, if he goes pro next, if he if he stays an amateur, I'm definitely excited to see how how he looks because uh, it was a it was a very, very dominant performance here, and I'm, and I'm excited to see him uh, continue to progress. Yeah, 100%. And maybe just a last little snippet about, about him going pro. I think you know, the extra two minutes. Um, onto the rounds in the pro ranks as well would definitely benefit uh, a guy that kind of brings a game plan in like Paul Buckley where you have that extra bit of time you know you might think two minutes is not that long of a time but it's a hell of a lot longer when you're in there I can tell you that and you know to get it down and, and, and to work towards sometimes in amateur when you're getting to that three minute mark and you have to try and get the fight down and then control your position and then work for the finish you know sometimes the, the rounds kind of stop you from doing that so the extra two minutes would definitely suit paul maybe that's why he, some of the murmurs are coming out that he wants to turn pro give himself that opportunity and the ability to throw elbows like when he was in some of those positions yes. he could rain down some elbows. like he i know he's he, you know john mitchell used to train out of mma cork i feel like they look like each other also I feel like he looks like a bigger john mitchell um and one of the things when he was turning pro he kept being like i can't wait to throw these elbows and i feel like Buckley has a style where that'll really open up more tools uh, for his game. Yeah, 100%. Um, moving on to the next one, lads. Uh, a very, very impressive for, uh, performance by Georgie Groziev against Elvis Luko. Uh, that was for the amateur bantamweight title. Um, you know, Luko is no easy out, but 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 Georgie came in here and it was a beautiful performance. Um, I was very impressed, Andy. Were you? I was very impressed by George Grozov. George Grozov is steadily becoming one of my favorite amateurs in Ireland to watch. Um, I, I remember w watching him live uh, up in the, the big top uh, not too long ago in the Red Cow. And man, this performance against Elvis Luca. Elvis Luca was on a serious tear last year as well. Um, he was looking really, really good. And I thought this fight against, I, I thought this fight from George Grozov. He kind of bullied Luco around the cage. Um, I thought it was dominant from from bell to bell. Um, the the takedowns, the transitions between the back to mount, and everything in between, um, and then ultimately getting the finish. This, you know, George Grozov is one to watch on the amateur scene, and he's progressing at a rapid pace, uh, which is most notable, especially when you're when you're an amateur. He's continuing to add uh, different uh, pieces to his arsenal. And he looks, he looks dominant. He looks um, vicious, uh, and he looks like he's trying to finish the fight at all times, which is 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 scary. And finish the fight is exactly what he did, Quilcha. I mean, went in there um, and produced the finish. I mean, it was a lovely arm triangle choke. He he looked very dominant in the grappling exchanges. Um, you know, wasted no time in getting the fight down. Couple of good, decent scrambles from Luco to try get back up to the feet. But in the end, it was those grappling exchanges that that Groziev was 
more dominant in obviously you know in Paddy Coolahan's uh, gym as well you know you're going to be working and drilling those positions quite often and I think all that hard work kind of showed in this fight yeah and it wasn't always him trying to initiate the grappling exchanges as well like he was reversing a lot of these positions with be it a throw or um, or a trip and I thought they were those stood out in particular the throws and the trips I thought they were fantastic the way he got them down to the ground and progressed and transitioned from those positions was just incredible and the speed of transition I feel like the fight IQ showed really highly there and yeah incredible the finish then to set up the finish was just brilliant stepping into psych control with that arm triangle locked in game over there was no getting out of that looked as tight as it gets and as Andy said one of the most exciting ones to be watching at the moment it's uh he's great yeah I'm really excited to see what happens in this year just before we move on from that one of the things that I, I was kind of like taken aback by almost was he like he he was keeping uh Luco guessing at all times where like there was times where he he was in like he was landing shots from like kind of the stack guard or whatever and then he would just step back and step off and like typically when I see someone stepping back and being right up you get I'm expecting them to to want to strike it's because they don't want to they're like no I don't want to go on the ground let's just get back up and I'm going to continue beating on the feet but he'd let him up and then he'd just go immediately back to going for it like he'd you just take him down again which is like you know i'd say when you're well, getting up you're like okay it. this guy wants to fight like stand yeah. up stand and trade with me and now he's going like what what is going on here so like you're kind of that's taking the fight to a, an all new level where you're kind of winning that mental battle as well because it can be quite disheartening when you know you do get taken down you're back up you get taken down again so i mean that shows the level of confidence i think that that georgie has in his game as well which is and, great and the to comfort see. level that he had in there on that night yeah, because I think you're going in there and you're getting a finish against a guy like Elvis Luco, like you said, Andy, as well. You know, that that it means you have to start taking notice and, and definitely that's what, you know, not not saying that I haven't. Obviously, Georgie is, is seven and two, but he's really, really building into his amateur career now and it's going to be very interesting. You know, will he t- take another couple of championship fights with Ur? I'm wondering what the, what the future will hold for someone like him. It's a very, very exciting prospect coming out of Team Hula and Martial Arts right now. And uh, speaking of excitement, if, if we are to move on, I mean... 17 second knockout from Jake Gilpin over Aaron Boyle. My goodness gracious, this was an unbelievable finish, wasn't it, Quilcha? Absolutely savage. 17 seconds, not even much to say about it. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> comes comes out and he starts to throw a few strikes, backs up against the cage a little bit. Uppercut, left hook, absolute peach. They're beautiful. And then he uh, he kind of rolls under as well and goes off to the left and then finishes, follows it up with a few, with some ground and pound. It was so clean. I, I loved it. Uh, great finish. And uh, yeah, great way to win a title, you know. Yeah, like we just said, Andy, not too much to break down here. But yeah, it was a fair stoppage. We can't criticize that at all in the slightest. Um, you know, Boyle looked a little bit out on his feet when he was getting back up. But it was just a beautiful uppercut followed by the left hook and ground and pound. Um, you know, unbelievable stuff from from um, from Gilpin here. Yeah, I've nothing more to add. To be honest, it was just a peach, uh, a beautiful combination, and and a, and a brilliant performance. And then it was like a sticking with you, Andy. Like Dara War picked up an eight second knockout as well. I mean, what, not getting paid by the hour against Dino Driscoll to move four and one in his amateur career as well. Like I don't know, it, there's something special about early knockouts, isn't there? Like when it's just the fight is just getting going. It must be a tremendous feeling. Yeah, and like you know, we're talking about the previous fight being 17 seconds, not much to talk about. There's less here. Um, <laughs> you know, D- Dino Driscoll, we've seen, watched him, uh, 
first took notice of him because the massive crowd that he brings. But then he had a fight uh, you know, earlier on this year, and like he looked really good in the feed. And to go out here, you know, he kind of took center cage, kind of backed Ward up against the cage, and then literally Ward kind of like pawed out a jab, uh, just a little distance gauger, and then one two. I don't even know if if the because the camera angle if the jab landed it or if this was literally the first punch landed in the entire fight. But it was a as clean as a right cross as you'll see. Put um put Dean O'Driscoll down. O'Driscoll did a good job, to be fair. Of kind of he, he dropped, but he was kind of putting his hand back to try and regain himself and get back up. But as soon as he was back up, Ward pounced immediately. Serious killer instinct and, and caught him with a left. Um, and that was all she wrote. Good stoppage. Um, and, and yeah, very impressive. And uh, two two very quick uh, finishes for Honey Badger MMA. So uh, shout out to Philip Mulpeter and and the work mm. that he's doing with, with the gym there. I thought a tremendous show of respect after that finish too, I think, from Tyra Ward as well. You know, just very respectful towards the corner and his opponent. You know, very easy. I mean, if I knock somebody out in eight seconds, I'd probably up on top of the cage. So it just shows the level of mentality that Tyra Ward has. A fantastic, fantastic performance. Let's uh, maybe just breeze through the, the final. A couple of other good performances on, on the rest of the car. Quilch, is there anybody that you'd like to kind of highlight or any other performances that you'd like to highlight on the card itself? Uh, another tremendous card it has to be said from Decky but always puts together a solid card a little bit unfortunate I guess we should have mentioned that we didn't get to hear uh, the, the the smooth subtle tones of uh, Andrew McGahan and Paul Brown unfortunately on the stream there's a bit of technical difficulties there so that was the only unfortunate thing about the card but no we can't uh, we can't uh, disparage any of the action in the cage um, throughout the night just before we chance that why we're praising them massive thanks about Decky McLean is just the like he's such a pleasure to deal with when trying to like get information and and get uh streams or whatever it is they do a brilliant job um and the, the fight's being up on youtube i know andrew mcgahan working on that uh right away or you know i know they're not all up there but they're getting a lot of the fights up pretty quickly so it's uh yeah fair play to them 100 percent quilch a few highlights from the rest of the card any standout performances for you Quite a few, yeah. There's uh, some good, you know, some good performances all around. I thought Sarah Sarah Elliott Sheridan was very good. That's some activity from her. That's what two fights, two, in, two, two wins weeks. in two weeks. Yeah, great Can stuff. Ask for better. Showing some good improvements as well. Yeah, grappling was fantastic there. So that was one that stood out. Um, we had an old triangle choke as well from uh, Damian McGuigan. Wow, what a prospect, lads. Uh, he's impressing me fight by fight. Was he? He's only like eighteen or something as well. It's crazy. Striking is just so crisp, so good to watch, really exciting. Uh, threw a mad spinning kick at one point as well. Um, we all know how good Keen McCartan is in the ground. Like it was, uh, he, I think it was Keen McKean had an, he was going for an arm bar and then Damien rolled through and managed to get into a triangle and he just finished from there. Really impressive. He's not just a striker as Damien. It was a great performance. I'm really excited to see how he progresses. Uh, the flyweights are, uh, fly divisions mad in Ireland. I love it at the moment. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Andy, any uh, highlights from the rest of the card from yourself before we pack it on and we move on to the interview? Yeah, there was a couple more finishes. Uh, so as I mentioned, Honey Badger MMA getting two. So Dale Sheridan got a 14-second KO over, over Lawrence Moore. And, and kind of the, I suppose the interesting thing about this one is he's, they've fought twice now. Um, so he's subbed, he subbed Moore inside around and now he's KO'd him and inside 14 seconds. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a vicious, uh, vicious finish. Um, one that kind of, I liked seeing it, or I was re I was happy for him. You know, you're you're looking at this stuff impartially, but you, you're kind of happy for someone. I watched Aaron Henry go through a really, really tough fight at Orr not too long ago last year, and he was in a bad way after it. Like, and, and it was kind of it was one of those times where I'm seeing someone 
I'm seeing fighters uh, where you're not watching a screen, you're there and you're seeing the aftermath of going through a tough fight and what it, the effect it has on, on their body. Um, and so to see him go out there, you know, breaking a, a, a four fight losing skid, finally getting uh, kind of the, the win that has kind of eluded him the last little while. And I thought he put on a, a really solid performance. So shout out to him. And then additionally, I thought that uh, Emer Darcy put on a really good performance as well uh, against Fia Maguire. I know Fia has, hasn't been maybe as active over the last number of years, uh, but I thought that Emer did did, did a really good job there. I was impressed by her also when she fought Carrie-Anne Vernon um, at the Nationals when we were there. Um, and then the other thing, uh, any time the Stanka brothers are fighting, sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, yeah, I, just I was there. going to mention, I was hoping that you... Yeah, yeah, you know, you go, take it away. I was hoping, take it away. I, I was hoping that you were going to mention Vladimir Stanka because these, these two guys are just pure raw entertainment anytime. And... Like Stanka came in here, great rear naked choke finish in round one over Jack Thorne. Um, he's on a four fight win streak now, and he's set to fight Tiernan and Locker in a cage conflict ten in the contender series there. And that might that is going to be a fantastic fight as well. But I'm glad that you brought it up. I was going to say Stanka was a standout for me as well, but a standout among amongst many standouts on the card now as well. Another a tremendous show of talent on our fighting championships, and you know, great to be able to cover it. And like we said, fair play to Decky and, and and Andrew and everybody for you know getting us the fights, um, uploading them for everyone to see. That's important for us, you know, when we want to break them down and look at it. And um, yeah, fair play to everyone involved there. Another fantastic show at our fighting championships and that'll bring us up to our first interview obviously another big big card coming up this weekend the pfl european series returns um for the second show in europe this year obviously the first being in the uk and newcastle we're in berlin germany this saturday july 8th um we're going to speak to two of the three fighters who will be fighting on that card today that's dylan took first franz malambo a little bit later on obviously john mitchell on the card as well very very exciting times Great to see some Irish talent uh, uh, at the PFL and getting the chance to fight in the tournament for 100,000. Let's send it over to Mr. Andy Stevenson, who's going to kick off that interview with Dylan Took. All right, we are joined by the nuke, Dylan Took, who returns to action this Saturday against Connor Hughes at PFL Europe 2, their 2023 regular, se- regular season uh, for the European Series, uh, heading over to Berlin in Germany but you're talking about getting a haircut there first of all. What's, what's the crack with the hair? I don't know. I was going to get braids. And then, do you see that? I need to watch Bellator the other week. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, little, that, that little funky K-Bear, little fucker, whatever his name was. And he had the braids on his hair. No. He was that's, what you're, that's what you're going for, is it? No, no. The minute we seen him, I was like, I'm not getting that fucked down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, was like an absolute donkey. I was like, no, I'm, so, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to get it trimmed a little bit. I don't know. This is the longest I've had my hair in ages. Yeah, is that is that a big thing for you before the fights, making sure the hair looks nice? Nah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I couldn't care. Um, you probably have to get a few. You'd have to get a few uh, extensions, I'd say, to get the braids in that. Which is not probably yeah. long enough yet, is it? What uh, do you reckon? I'm working in off, I think so. Nothing yeah, bad. Not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. I'm yeah. not getting them though. Your man look ridiculous. I'm not getting. Them. I'm not getting them. <laughs> I bottled it completely. Or it's like I'm just um. There's a boy, a Welsh boy. Um, I think he lives in Glasgow. Ren makes music and um, his hair looks going to kill us. So I'm just going to copy that a little bit. But. You were saying you've uh, you've a living barber though and everything. You're you're yeah, in the big leagues now. 
my missus is a bad boy. I, I fucking, I have a hard time booking in my hood and anything, so I may as well go and pay a tour up the road to come here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. How are you anyway? Any crack with you? We haven't spoken to you in a little bit, and obviously, um, the, the, <laughs> the last time we spoke to you, I think, was you we were heading into to your, your last fight, and obviously, that was a bit of a mad one. Um, crazy kind of scenes. You took a serious shot, that was a legal one, and, and it was, yeah, it was a bit chaotic. Do you want to? Fill us in on what the hell happened there. I just, I shouldn't be fighting on showy showers. Um, I got kicked in the dick and I got soccer kicked beyond out of disbelief. Got knocked out basically. Referee allowed it to carry on. Woke up in a choke and I was like, didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, but it's more, after it was more the scary thing. Like I didn't get checked on by a doctor. Bildo just fucked me. It was pretty horrible. Like the main promoter put up the shot. Like, as if, like, sorry, as if it was, like, a mad brag that I took this mad big illegal shot and wrestled through, but it was, like, me, I was fucking asleep just wrestling, like, basically unconscious wrestling. Oh, shock, boy who's been training since he's 12, naturally, instinctively tries to fight, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. If I had been panned out asleep, everyone would have been, like, oh, poor deal, poor this, poor that. Because I didn't go and get panned out asleep, it was, like, oh, you're my grand, I don't know, what the fuck, but... Is what it is. I was more just worried that it was going to affect PFL because I knew I'd put off a KSW contract to go and stay for PFL. Like, you know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, well, if I've done all of that and then I kind of get screwed, I'll be like, just um, very bitter. And when I get bitter, I get sad. And when I get sad, I hide in the room. So I just, I had bad post concussion syndrome after, like, really, really bad. I was like, hiding in the gap, getting headaches for like three, ten months. Went and got, uh, luckily, James sent me to get scans and stuff. Um, and just to check to make sure it was all right and stuff and looked, uh, worked out that it was perfect got to meet me neurologist Dan Healy back home and uh, he diagnosed me and stuff and now when we've been back sparring about four three or four months three months I think four months um, I feel fresh I feel grand no, no adverse findings on my scan and and uh, no residual effects or anything, so I'm I'm good. Uh, just as stupid as always, and just as uh, pretty as always as well. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, man, it seemed like a bit of a scary situation because I remember chatting to you afterwards, and you know, you were saying you were kind of going through these symptoms, and it it sounded quite scary. And you, like you're someone who's obviously you're very straight up when you talk about fighting, like you know exactly what you're going in there and the risks that ah. you're taking. But like to be in a situation where you've actually you know suffered a, a serious kind of knock. Uh, in a fight where you kind of have to fight on because you probably don't really know what's going on at the time. You don't like I don't know if you knew even. Did you know at the time whether it was an illegal shot or a legal one? Or I thought it was I thought it was legal. That's why I made such a big hoo ha. Like I was like, you never mentioned that it was illegal. You just mentioned that I got caught with a kick. So all I had kind of going from my head, I, what I remember is just the Sadiq thing. Like you know what I mean? I was like, I'm in here. I'm in here. Fucking don't like because I always feel like I got badly done boy in that city fight as well like, you know what I mean that I was, was a fight for anyone listening that you felt was stopped early yeah uh, super yeah. super super early he even said it was stopped early his coach not that lawyer even cunt his other shooting coach came up to me and was apologising to me after it and all and the day now as well I had a, the referee that ref that fight got sacked that night with a sheik uh, the head organiser of Brave took him off the show like you know what I mean I think he had another fumble down with uh, with Malambo in the very next fight after me or something well I don't know but that one I just was more worried because it was just kind of like oh well I, like, I, I got paid 200 quid or something for going down there I, I was 
telling everyone to take me courses and all trying to get fights over here like you know what i mean because everyone's turning me down left right and center i'm going to james each week i'm like jumping in on on week on like three four days notice like offering me pours up to guys on build out like they're featherweight or lightweight champion i don't know who he is um i offered me pours up gave it to him then he comes back with like oh i don't want to fight dylan i've been preparing for a wrestler for three months i then tell james to tell him that i'm planning on wrestling him so all is good and well in the world his plans will be ready to be fulfilled or whatever the, the hell like you know what i mean and then like i, I eventually get this fight with this young fella i was gonna go out there and smoke and then i just feel like i got absolutely hard done by the, the worst shots i've ever taken in my life and then i was just meant to sit there and i felt hard done by obviously tried to get it appealed and stuff all the referees agreed that they would have handled it differently but then we're like oh well we're not going to hold our hands up and take a credibility because we don't have to like you know what i mean so yeah it was a mad scene and look i'm i'm really glad to hear that james doolan kind of you know <laughs> made sure that you got looked after and and Always. seen to I, i'd say like you know when you're going through those symptoms and, and having the headaches and stuff it's probably you know a bit of a mind fuck and a bit of a, a, a panicky situation not knowing really what's going on like what was going through your your mind at that point I was just like, uh, obviously I was bouncing through being like, I thought I had a scar or something on my brain, because obviously like, I'm, um, people go on about this, but my, my best friend Ash had a, a brain hemorrhage, you know what I mean, which led her out of sport. Someone wanted me. <laughs> uh, my best friend, obviously Ash and Lady had a brain hemorrhage that took her out of sport. My other best friend and close training partner, Luki Elchich, had a brain hemorrhage that uh, eventually took him out of sport. Um, I don't think either of them would mind me saying that or speaking like that. So for me, it's not like it's all, oh, it might happen. Like, no, it happens. Like, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, they're two people who got to high, high levels and don't have, have good careers, but didn't make mad money out of it and then had to stop when they were just on the cusp of making money because their brain was fucked. Like, you know what I mean? So I was just more sitting there kind of worried and terrified that it was going to be it was going to be me, like, and then I was like, oh, I've done nothing, you know what I mean, I've done nothing, like, I know, like, people can say on this and on that, but I've done fuck all, like, you know what I mean, I've, I've no world title to me name, I've, I've a couple of names on me record, not all that I've won, that are the biggest names, you know what I mean, so, for me, like, we've still got an awful lot to prove, so it was just kind of like, oh, alright, I'm done, like, you know what I mean, everything I've given myself to for 15 years could be done over something illegal, so I wouldn't have minded if I had it in, like, um, Oh, I got caught with a high kick or something, and then it's kind of like, oh, they can't bitch him out of that, but it was just so blatant that he meant it as well. Like, you know what I mean? He was just a little rat. <laughs> yeah, and like, look, looking ahead now, you do have an opportunity in front of you here, going into the 155 division. Obviously, you've been competing at Featherweight the last little while, uh, back in lightweight. Um, is this the the opportunity that you've kind of been hoping for for a while? Because I know you had KSW that were, were in talks, and you were, you were quite patient, I think, um, in what you wanted to do. You wanted to make sure that you were kind of being looked after and and it was a right decision to make are you happy that you've made the decision to sign with pfl is this is this the one nine fights and i could have everything i always said i was gonna have you know what i mean it's no secret to like i know i know there's rumors about how good i am and how good dylan chuk is the nuke is this this that and for fucking years and years and years it's more annoying people coming up and saying to me that and i'm like oh, oh obviously i know like you know what i mean but in nine fights i can be set for life money was and have two world titles all i ever wanted nine nine fights nine fights nine out nine fights and i'm done i go i go win this european thing and with three fights i make up make up force world title whatever the fuck 
then I go over to the States, I go down to featherweight and I try and take the featherweight title. You know what I mean? I go and take that featherweight title. I, I put up stat, uh, status yesterday and I go, um, I'm off to fulfill a, a promise that a young boy once made to himself. And that's all this is. It's just some little till this boy who got bullied in school. Just, he, it just so happened to be good at something and just fell in love with it and took him away from all the trouble and took him away from all the negativity and his life and saved some shit. This is just for me. For me and for me and me. For, for me and Nuke. Dylan Nuke. Just for everything that we've ever went through and just for us to finally sit there and go... Yeah, it was worth everything. And as well as that, to hand the world title to James Dillon, for everything that he's done to me, it would almost feel un, uh, unjust to not give him something like that. Because I know he doesn't care about money, so... A European belt, and then obviously that's not a world title. Then go over and take the proper world title, and then sail off into the sunset. Like, you know what I mean? Or if it's me, sail off into the snow somewhere, because I'm too pale to go near any sun. But off to the snow, Is it- into the Antarctic to hide off. <laughs> Is it nice for you to have that guarantee of fights now as well, Dylan? You know, with some promotions, you know, you don't want... I think that's one of the benefits of signing with the PFL is that with the tournament structure, you know, you have all of your fights laid out and you know exactly what you have to do to get to the next one. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's even weird with Bellator because even the boys that are on the Bellator card, they're not really guaranteed too many fights all the time because they're kind of just being kept with the Dublin card. Not shitting on Bellator. We, we, don't, we don't have that big thing about... Um, Oh, you're in this thing. I'm just happy to see everyone get paid. Honest, it makes my I, I like even though obviously I fell out with the with the older gym and stuff. Um, I'm still close with like Richie Smullen and Kieran and stuff. And I'll post them any that stuff still being like oh, I'm so happy for you and stuff because I am. I'm just happy with everyone. Everyone that gets to make something out of this, I'm so happy for them. Even if I don't like it, I'm like if I don't like it on a personal level, I have to respect that. You're on the same hustle as me. Like you're just trying to make something and nothing. Like, and it is so hard to make something and nothing. We're all broke. You know what I mean? That's why it's great when you see like the likes of Mark Young and stuff going into Bellator. And you're like, ah, oh, about time. Like, you know what I mean? He, like, you, someone deserving to get paid. They're gonna get that work now. And you see the likes of Keir Harvey going out and fighting on Bellator and stuff. It's nice. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not forever money. You know what I mean? It's just for now money. So it's just it's nice to see. I don't know. I like the whole. I like the whole stuff. I like the whole. Obviously, the PFL guaranteeing me three fights is perfect and guaranteed annoying fights. I think it's more good that it's like you can kind of um, you can plan out your camps perfectly. You know what I mean? I'll go from this camp into another camp and then into another camp, and then I'll kind of spend the first half of next year kind of in no camp if that makes sense. Kind of just lifting weights and kind of I don't know. It's always camp anyway because like the off season, I suppose that's the you know just the season approach the PFL are kind of pushing. James always going to say there is no off season. If you have an off season, you're a, a, a pussy basically. Like you know what I mean? He's like, you should be in the gym all the time anyway. Like, and it, it shouldn't be like uh, it's like that old Connor phrase. So like you know what I mean? It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. Like if you're doing camps, you're behind yourself. You should just be constantly going and going. And obviously James is around this for I think like maybe thirty years. Like so, he's saying it since I was even born. So it's just you know what I mean? When you hear that, you're kind of like oh. What else would I be doing anyway? You know, like, if we're gonna not be in the gym, we're just gonna be sitting downstairs playing card with me dogs. Like that, yeah, that that's eventually gets boring. Like, you know, it's not like I'm the life of a party or anything. Going out and being like, oh, and all me and all my mates. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> me and me dogs. <laughs> Connor Hughes is the first kind of test that you have next weekend. Obviously, what do you think of him as an opponent? Picked up good. He's a good finisher. He's picked up a couple of good wins. How do you against see him who? as a test? Against who? <laughs> against who? Against who? What is he doing on this? Against who? Look, he's picked up a good wins. He's finished. Who? Who? Who is he for? 
a load of Brazilians coming off a of loss is coming out to a little local show. He's fought fuck all. He's fought nobody. Let's not get him. Let's not get it twisted. All right, this is that's a fact. He's fought nobody, and now he's coming up here and he's on a big stage and he's fighting on a big stage. He's been in a little small background show. There's no, there's no point in twisting. Going, oh, he's been doing well here. He's fought fuck all. He's fought nobody. So now we can fight somebody, and now we'll see what's up. You know what I mean? Cool. Let's see how good you are. Let's see how good you are. Come get some. I'm here. I've always been here. You know what I mean? I know he torn down my teammate Mark Young twice, three times. I know he was torn down left, right, and centre and all them local shows. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go. Fuck it. What are we talking about? Let's just go. You know what I mean? Yeah. All this back and forth. Let's go do an interview. Let's go talk about how great I am. Let's just have a scrap. Fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? Do I do it? <laughs> That's you it. You get the chance to go in. Go ahead, Quincy. You mentioned the only four on local shows, and obviously you've competed at like I've done all this. I've done yeah. all this. I've done Do it all. Twice times over, three times over. Cornered in the UFC, went and fought on better time, fought on this, fought. And, like, took me first home loss in front of 13,000 of me home Irish crowd. Do you know how shit that felt to wake up and be like, oh, fuck, I fumbled the bag. You know what I mean? Well, now you know how it's going to be to fumble the bag. Like, you know what I mean? I've done all this. I've felt all this. Going here to this big show, fuck all means nothing to me. You know what I mean? The only thing it means to me is we have to fill out more safe than any shows, which is an effort. You know, but like, nothing. I've done all of it. Now it's like second time around, but I don't want any of the bullshit I wanted at the beginning. I don't want this fame. I don't want this people coming up to me and stop me. I don't barely want to do interviews or anyone. I don't want any of that. I just want to do what I love and do what I say I am. And prove to me I'm as good as I say I am. Because I talk a lot of shit. And I, I have a lot of things to back up and prove to myself. And this is this is what this is all about. Can I use, I don't even know half of you, can I use John Mitchell, whoever it was going to be. It was just going to be the same shit. You know what I mean? Whatever. And it's it's smart now. I, I'm separated from the back of the other Irish man. So hopefully we get two Irish men in the final and we'll see what's up. He's got I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you about that, Dylan. You're obviously in a, a bracket with another Irishman. Do you like that idea? Um, I what like are your the thoughts fact on that. I think I think PFL are dead away. They didn't throw it into a hat and pick it out accidentally. Like they were like, oh, if we put the two Irish people here, they could magically, you know what I mean, Coraline and the Coralate or whatever in the in the final. And it's like, I, I think it's mad. Like you know what I mean? Uh, have you have you ever trained with John or, anything, or come across each other on the Irish scene? I remember. I, yeah, oh, he came with the SBG. He spat. I remember the one one instance I had with John was. Um, He's a lovely boy. He is a lovely boy. Um, and bear in mind, I battered his coach. So, you know, that'll be on his mind. Adam McGuire, his coach, and I, I, I made sure Adam McGuire didn't turn proud. You know what I mean? But I, I met him up having rounds with Kieran Clark. Kieran Clark smoked him in his rounds. Um, Kieran was my sparring partner. Kieran will never, ever say anything other than that. He was a, the be- one of the best guys he's trained with, blah, blah, blah. So he came to me and he was like, oh, I'll get working with you rounds, and I just took that negatively, and I was like, "What, mate? We can don't ask me that, like, you know what I mean?" Because I didn't know him. It was kind of like, if I'm there, I'm doing rounds, kill, but don't call me out for it. Like, don't walk by and be like, "Oh, I'll catch you, like, my mates and stuff." It's like I don't know you, like, you know what I mean? That was it. What than that, I've never really, I've never really had any interaction. He's a good boy. He's good friends with Craig Coakley and Cali Martin. I've no, I've no animosity towards, I've no animosity towards any of the young fellas, like, you know what I mean? Connor. Um, any of them like I've no, I've no issue with any of them they're all just young fellas like me just wanting to better their lives you know what I mean I don't know I don't know I'm just very old and mature now <laughs> it's all this hair 
<laughs> there's a sense of excitement in your voice though i can sense it like you're really looking forward to it and it's nice to have that path ahead of you and of course you mentioned the final could be over in dublin as well and you have a chance to fight there you've talked about losing there before you have a chance of fighting again on a dublin card and and, and writing that wrong I've, no no i've already written i've already written that wrong loads of times I'm, yeah. I'm more W's in Ireland than I have left. Um, I'm what I'm four and one. I train one in the tree arena. You know what I mean? Not yeah. not a bad not a bad start. You know what I am? Mean? That's what it is, isn't it, Andy? I'm three and one in the tree arena. Yeah, was it your last one? Was the calcify? Was it? Yeah, calcify, yeah. Mark Andrew. Nice head and kick there to. Is it yeah, excitement yeah. for you to go back and be able to compete there again? Doesn't no, matter, I'd rather it? compete in the Hoyjo. I'd rather compete somewhere in Glasgow yeah. or something like. It's it's so weird. Like I just feel like you know what I mean. I, I've done that, and I love I love Ireland. I love Ireland. I do. Don't get me wrong. I'm a D1 son, bred till I die. You know what I mean. It bleeds out me, but I, I don't know. Like it'd be great to go back there and feel the atmosphere. But I don't know. I don't really think about any of that anymore. Like when the, there's so many fakes around everyone now. Like you know what I mean. You don't know who your friend is. Your team is your friend. That little structure of people that are there giving you a bollocking when you don't turn up or calling you a cunt. That's your friend, like, you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't really yearn for that anymore, that, like, I just, all I'm thinking about was world titles, you know what I mean? All I'm thinking about was world titles, world titles, world titles. Just something, something to pull up on me wall and just say, I fucking did it, you know what I mean? And I know I probably sound like a broken record through this whole interview, but that is literally all that's on my mind. A world title, a world title, a world title, a world title. Because all I sat in bed thinking about when I was a kid is a world title. I never thought about all this bullshit, you know what I mean? I'm, I, then I got lost in this whole the whole Connor thing, and then I find, kind of feel like I found myself with James because James just doesn't, you know what I mean? He doesn't care for pictures, he doesn't care for any of this, and it just kind of made me realise, all right, there's more, there's, there's more to this than all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Now all I'm just thinking about is world titles, and it's either like I'm good enough to either do. So if I beat Connor Hughes, I'm 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 on that set. If I can't beat Connor Hughes, I, I don't deserve the fight. You know what I mean? If I can't go out there and beat Connor Hughes after all these years of training. The people I've trained with and all this, I don't deserve the fight. I may as well pack it in and fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? I'm up a weight class. It shouldn't matter. I'm big anyway. Um, you know what I mean? I train with welterweights and lightweights all the time. Ask C.B. Ray and Mark Younglal how strong I am. You know what I mean? I have to deal with them big fuckers the whole time. So, you know what I mean? They'll vouch for me. Um, and Cunley Lawal. Have you seen the training partners I have? Have you seen my map? Have you seen my map? Absolute killers, all the boys, 82, 81 kilo, monsters, ripped out I head every day of the week. Uh, this is who I have, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm confident, I'm confident, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know, it feels like it's a long time coming. I feel like a fucking, I don't know, I just feel like I've been around this sport so long, I should have retired now by now. <laughs> I feel so old. I found me first grey hair yesterday as well. Like silver, like something like our, our like storm out of the X Men. My missus found it in my hair. And I was like, What does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? She's like, means you're getting old, son. Means you're growing up, Dylan. <laughs> getting old. I'm getting old. Uh, you mentioned Stevie. You mentioned Stevie Ray there, Dylan. Um, I was going to ask you about him. Obviously, he's announced his retirement recently as well. How much of an influence has he been on on like your development as a fighter recently since you moved over to Scotland? Plus, he has the experience of competing in the PFL tournaments as well. Has he shared some of that experience with you too? And um, just every day is an experience with him. Like uh, I still get caught. Like that twist on body lock modifiers. Like that is horrible. Catches us all in that. Like he's just a great guy. Um, he's so humble. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know who he was if you didn't if you didn't know who he was. If that makes sense, he's just 
um, yeah, he's great to have around the gym. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, he's great to, because obviously he's such a high standard. Like, so we, uh, he sets a marker. It's, it's just, it's good to have that level around, around you. Like, you know what I mean? And then kind of, um, the, the format is a bit different for him in the States than it is for me. It's just basically like me having three scheduled fights. Like, but I, I'm sure he'll prepare me for that PFL States one when we get there. But, um, he's coming out with the corner me as well. So he's flying out on Friday. So he'll be in me corner nice. with so that'll be cool um, have the proper old school dinky ninja boys in my corner how gangster is that <laughs> <laughs> class you're also cool going to be fighting on the same yeah 100% you're going to be fighting on the same card as Franz I know you mentioned him earlier on Franz Milan but we actually have him on later on in the show as well so uh, star, star studded show this week but uh, yeah what happened, of, with like, him and, what happened with him and Wooden Wooding pulled out he He's had a clash of heads or he, he kind of broke his nose and it kind of led to ah. swelling around the eye video up completely legitimate oh, Unfo- just unfortunate he's uh, uh, you'd never you'd never you'd never expect uh wouldn't to pull out he's a little jay like you know what i mean he's as tough as a gun that's sure you i was more looking forward to the airport than my foot yeah yeah but he's got a new yeah it is i was looking forward to that as well he's got a new opponent now a spanish fella um, he's going in there, so at least look, I guess the benefit of Franz does get the fight still, so you'll still get the chance to kind of see him and compete alongside him again. It must it'll bring back a couple of good old memories, I guess. Uh, fair play to PFL having a standby ready to go. That was because you know what I mean, that could have fucked everything up. Um, yeah, it'd be great to see Malambo. I love Malambo, I still uh, keep in contact with uh, Franz um, asking about the story about when he uh, <laughs> he was on the side of the mat, like. Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, teeth going to grow back, like, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no, no, they'll like, like that forever now, and he's like, I'm going to say a prayer for you for them to grow back. <laughs> <laughs> but he was dead serious, like, 110% serious, and I, I, I broke down, I broke down laughing, started running around the mat in hysterics, and Ash comes out of, out of the woodworks, and she's like, what happened? I'm like, Ash, Ash, and I tell Ash the story, and then me and Ash just break down, so, but Franz, well, all this is going on, a good five minutes of me breaking me, like, breaking me whole laughing, and whole laughing, and looks me dead in the eyes, like, what's funny, like, he was dead serious, <laughs> he was dead flat serious, I'm, I'm going to say a prayer for you to get them back, I was like, all right, cool, nice one, Franz, <laughs> ask him about that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The prayers. Tell him to say a few more, more prayers. I, I didn't want to say it, Dylan, but uh, he might need to say a few more prayers. Light a candle for me, all your mas. Light candles for me, please, please. Dylan, it's great. It's always great to hear you kind of glowing about other fighters, and you've, you've mentioned Ash a few times there. Obviously, trailblazer for women's Irish MMA. Oh, man. But and suddenly, Sean Bannon now. What? That's, that's amazing, that, man. Yeah. Oh. That, that's where I'm going, right? So any like if whenever. If I ever chat to you, you tell it to me straight. You give me your your very much unfiltered thoughts on uh, on what you think. And no, but Sean O'Bannon is someone who, for years now, you've been really bigging up to me. Um, and I know you you have massive support for her. What do you make of her making her UFC debut in just a short few weeks? I think she's going to go out in Boston, and it's great because she doesn't have an easy fight. But the the woman she relishes in a, in. Uh, them hard spots like you know what I mean she's a she's a resilient person and it's just I love the whole mama bee thing and all like you know what I mean just horn a wee boy like you know what I mean just going to take over the world and she works hard and I, I love I love Paddy you know what I mean I love Paddy so much and I'm just so happy for him that he gets the recognition that he deserves because he was a great fighter but he was always a great coach he was always taking the fight team sessions and always helping out and it's good to see him finally um, 
not finally, it's good to see him produce such a big star in such a short time because uh, I'm pretty sure SBG, uh, SBG, sorry, uh, he was SBG Tala, obviously, and then went into Hulahan Martial Arts. I think they're only Hulahan Martial Arts, maybe like three years. So in three years, he's produced uh, UFC contender. Like, she's going to do great in that division. You know what I mean? And they're going to be able to market her great. Like, she's going to, like, it's not just like, because usually you can have someone that you can market, but they can't fight. Well, Shauna can fight. Like, you know, she's an absolute scrapper. Like, she always has been a scrapper. Most of them kickboxing um, tournaments, they're rough. Like, so, you like the Shetty Brothers and all. Like, you know what I mean? So, just, I'm delighted. I just love seeing anyone orders to uh, anyone, even if I don't like them, like I said. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just happy for Paddy. And then, obviously, Ashy. I always love Ashy. You know what I mean? And Chris, Chris is like, I'm not sure Chris is the best coach now in the country, has the best team in the country. So, I don't know. It's just good to see everyone do well. Like, and good to see everyone, because it didn't look like everyone was going to do that well six or five years ago. Like, you know what I mean? So everyone's kind of landed on their feet, but not just landed on their feet, landed on top of the mountain. Like, so I just like seeing Army Brothers do well. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like Irish MMA is in a real, real good state right now as well, including yourself. It's great to see yourself and Franz and and everybody fighting on multiple big shows in Bellator, UFC, and everything. So, do you? Well, I've heard of people calling it the second wave, the third wave. What would you label the current state of Irish mixed martial arts? Just a lot of games turned to Connor, like you know what I mean. Just a lot of games and a lot of wannabes. A lot of games and wannabes. A lot of people padding red. Do you not even see the new thing now that amateurs pad fights? It's mad weird now. You have amateurs like dodging hard fights and going and picking off little easy things, and then uh, I won't go pro yet. I'll just keep doing this and doing that, and then I'll go pro. Like, like it's almost like if you're a really good amateur, like a celebrity now or something. It's mad weird. I don't know. Just mad weirdos. I don't know. Weirdos. Don't weirdos. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you said about, sorry, Andy, for once, that you, you said about Connor that, you know, a lot of people would say that Connor would have influenced him in a positive way, but you said that maybe his uprise kind of influenced you in a negative way. How did that kind of. Um... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say in that. I wouldn't say, I got a great influence off Connor. Looking at Connor coming up during the day was very motivational, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, spiraling Connor from such a young age, like 16, like um, I remember doing my first round to Connor, like, you know what I mean? Broke me nose and all, bastard, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, I always got such great, it was very motivational to have him around, he was always such a positive boy back in the day, like, but I just think it was like the, the likes on social media and like, it's like, oh, the more followers I have, that's how important it is. And that was why everyone got caught up in. I found myself getting caught up in that. It was like, I'm more worried about getting something to take a picture for a post water and that's what just going and getting the walk in. You know what I mean? So it was like, um, it was just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just found that it was, it skewed a lot of things. You know, it was almost like, oh, well, if I'm getting likes, I'm doing well. Like, or if I'm, I don't know, people are thinking that when this, because I have, I don't know, like, like a character. Kind of like a, it's like a fantasy almost, like rather yeah, than real life. Yeah, exactly, because then you're still going home to your little one bedroom flat broke out of your mind. Like, but everyone's sitting there looking at you going, oh, you're this and you're that. And I'm like, I don't know, just looking back on it, I was such a foolish kid, but I was a kid, like, you know what I mean? I didn't know what I was doing. I was just seeing it. I know he still wasn't as bad as everyone else going out and buying Louis Vuitton belts and Gucci belts and trying to look like and all. I was just you know what I mean just caught up in that Instagram life you know what I mean you still see people caught up in it we, we want to delete all me shit most of the time like and just cause I don't know we just get bored of it like you know what I mean I'm just like oh, nobody cares anyway more people are watching to judge it than they are to 
give you a pat on the back and say whatever. More people are looking there going, I want him to fail rather than I want him to succeed. And that's just how it is in life. And you know what I mean? And I, I kind of feel when you get into that way, uh, post and post, post, and you're thinking too much about what people are thinking of you. And it shouldn't matter anyway. You know what I mean? Unless you say it to your face, it doesn't really matter. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being an old neck. <laughs> Dylan, I've, I've one more question for you. Um... <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't too long ago that we were sitting in in a KF doing an interview. Obviously, you were at a bit of a low point where uh, you're, you're coming don't back to fighting. Don't bring up the incident. No, I'm not. I'm not going to bring back what, 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 what I want to say though is you're obviously coming through a rough patch in life, right? And now you're in Scotland and you seem to be incredibly happy. Um, but what I want to know is you've talked a number of times in the interview here about being broke, about, you know, the, the fantasy of uh, the likes and stuff on social media, but then you're still, you're broke. An opportunity like this in PFL, what will this do for you financially and, and, and how will it impact your life for the better? Oh, um, I, I'm, I'm broke anyway, so it doesn't really bother me in the slightest, if that makes sense. George, you get a hole out of the screen. <laughs> All the lads look like a hole. Um, so, I don't know, money to me is nothing, but it would be great for my sisters to leave them stuff. I don't know, I, I've always got boy with nothing, so it doesn't really make... I, I, I do really well over here, obviously, with coaching, because um, I'm such a... Um, James doesn't make us coach for free, uh, so... <laughs> You know what I mean? We get we get money over here when we coach, which is nice. Obviously, I got money off Chris, but um, back if you coach an SPG back in the day, it was like uh, you were doing it for an experience. It was it was weird. Whereas I get looked after over here, obviously by James, so I'm never really needing for anything. And then obviously, um, I, I always everyone talks about how expensive it is over here now, which it is a little bit. But from coming from Dublin, it's so cheap, you know. So that's what I do kind of express to everyone over here. It's like just I, I don't know. Financially, for my sister, it's just that they don't want that. But then they're set financially because they have me nanny. So I don't know. Money will probably just make me worse. Yeah, worse. I'll just take okay. You know Fair what enough. I mean? I'm just <laughs> I, this was supposed to be like the, the nice, like setting up a nice, happy ending to the interview here. And uh, you're like, nah, it'll actually just be a bit shit. Because <laughs> even Rome is sitting there looking going, ah, because I already think I'm great anyway. So imagine me with money, I'll just be like, Poof. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously I'm joking. I don't know. I don't think it'll do too much to me. I'll, I'll probably just, I don't know, boy, boy, more clothes. I'll be shame. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't make me think that far ahead. <laughs> That's it. So next Saturday night. You coming for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next Saturday night, before we let you go, and thanks so much for the time, Dylan. Next Saturday night, Connor Hughes, give us a prediction. How do you feel the fight is going to go down? I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to go enjoy the moment and relish it all in. Um, I will leave up my hand rest and I'll move on to the semi finals because I said so. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, we wish you all the best there, Dylan. Thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. No, you're not doing too many interviews though, so we always appreciate the time. It's always good crack. And it's good to see you in good yeah, it's good to see you in good form and we wish you all the best and uh yeah, all the best for the rest of the year as well in the PFL. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll be I'm sure we'll be talking after, but we'll see. We sure we sure will. We definitely will, hopefully numerous Absolutely. times over the next few years as well. And that'll be this this Saturday, the eighth of July, uh, on PFL Europe Two. You can watch and it live on the zone 
and Dazon. Is it, do you call it Dazon or Dazon? What, which is it, Dylan? You, you can have the you're, you're say got, No, no, no. Your English will be 110% better than mine, so we'll call it that. Because <laughs> we, we can't it's, speak. The Americans say it's Dazon, but it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, if Yang say it's Dazon, then it's Dazon. It's Dazon. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's Dazon. <laughs> Live on Dazon. Come watch Europe uh, PFL takeover. Happy days. <laughs> Love it. Dylan Duke, everybody. Thanks so much, Dylan. Bye, guys. Great to hear from uh, Dylan Took. Obviously, um, in a great headspace. Very excited for his PFL debut. And, you know, he is relatively confident here, lads, coming in against uh, a, a tough challenge in Connor Hughes. He, he feels he's going to, you know, based off the interview, is going to be uh, a, a fairly um, easy contest for him. Obviously, Dylan is going to say that, but you know, Connor Hughes at seven and all is a lot of finishes. You know, he will provide a tough test. But, um, I'm, I'm sure you would agree with that, Andy and Quilcha. What, what are your yeah. thoughts on the fight? Yeah, uh, yeah I think I, geez, he's not getting a, an easy matchup coming right in here. But uh, as Dylan said, he believes he's, he's the toughest fight that that Hughes will have faced. But I mean, uh, you know, I, I did watch a bit of footage on on Hughes a while back when the the fight was made, and I thought, you know, this is he, he's a serious operator. He may not have fought, you know, um, the most formidable opponents um, on the pro scene. But I, it could be one of those where, you know, that we've seen a lot of those fighters coming through the UK scene where they may not have faced them, but they're still very, very good. And I think that's that it's, it's two very solid fighters going in here against each other. Um, and I think it's a massive opportunity for Dylan Took. Um, it's, it's, and and we'll, we'll talk about the, the rest of the Irish fighters as well. But like um, this is this is the moment now for for the Irish and PFL to start uh, standing up and be counted. And um, as, as Dylan said in the interview, um, he's been struggling to get matchups. Well, now here we go. Now, now is the time. Yeah, hundred percent, Quilcher. What are you expecting to see in in this fight on Saturday night with Dylan and, and Connor? It's uh, I, I'm very interested because you know I I feel that we probably haven't seen Dylan's true self. You know, with everything being up in the air in recent years for him and not being able to secure fights. You know, he's talked about that newfound motivation coming in here. So I'd be expecting to see Dylan Took at his absolute best. And if we do, I'd be pretty confident that he can go in there and get the win here. I completely agree. Yeah, he's, you know, he seems happy. He's been training away up there with, um, in Scotland. And, you know, he's got, it's a tough opponent, but he seems happy. He seems in a really good place and makes it all the better. And he's got some great training partners around him that help him that been through this type of experience. You got like Stevie Ray, as he mentioned. So uh, I feel like we'll see probably the, vet, the best version of him that we've seen in a long time. So I'm really excited to see him. You know, we all know how good his striking is. I'm excited to see how good his grappling is as well from working with some of the lads he's got up there at a higher level MMA. Indeed, yeah, it's going to be very, very exciting. Obviously, John Mitchell will fight on the card as well. Um, good to see him fighting a little bit closer to home. He comes in against uh, French opponent Gizem Derouche. Um, I probably butchered that, but, you know, it's great to see Joker John coming in here, Andy, um, on a two-fight win streak, obviously, after picking up the first loss of his career at UAE Warriors. Um, has fought kind of on the regional scene over in uh, over in, in the UAE, I guess, um and picked and, up and india <laughs> and india as well yeah yeah it's, um but yeah no he looked i i was impressed with him in his last performance as well against uh shurikan shekhar but you know i the level of opponent is going to increase now in pfl um you know a good good stylistic matchup here uh, against the frenchman um are you excited to see john mitchell in action here again and do you expect him to go out there and get the win 
Yeah, definitely. Like John, I, I've been. I remember first seeing him in, in in person in Cork against in that fight with Eric Nolan, which was a barn burner. Uh, Cage Warriors one ten, and from then I've kind of been been following closely along. And he had success in Cage Warriors. He's looked really good, and then he obviously he lost um that that one fight he got subbed in. And since then, it's kind of been like I don't really know what's going on. Like uh, he's been fighting in India, um, and he's looked great. But I just like I don't I don't really know what the fights mean. Uh, like I don't. I just don't know what, they, like, if they're a litmus test, if they're not a litmus test. Um, but now here we go. Like again, we get to find out. Um, look, I know John's been by the looks of it uh, online and stuff, training like a like a madman, and has been leveling up. So uh, he's got a great opportunity here on on a big platform uh, to go out and showcase and like what's going through the back of my head the entire time is we've got John Mitchell and we've got Dylan Duke in the same division in PFL Europe and uh, potentially on a collision course. So what I want to see is both of them succeeding uh, and hopefully we get an Irish on Irish final at the end. So that's my dream scenario. I think it'd be brilliant. Um, and, and I'm sure it'd be, it'd be a great fight going in here in this matchup. I know that his opponent has a good bit of striking experience. So I wouldn't be surprised to see John go in here and use his wrestling um, and look to take the fight down and get a finish maybe on the ground. So um, look, we'll see how it plays out, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him back. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see, like I said, the Irish and I think Dylan spoke about that as well. It'd be an ideal kind of circumstance if both lads, they're put on opposite sides of the bracket. So if they both get through this fight, next fight, we could have an, a, a bit of Irish and Irish see that 100,000 coming back to Ireland one way or another so it'll be fantastic to see and obviously last but not least Franz Malambo who we're going to talk to or we'll head over there in a few minutes just to hear what he has to say he has a new opponent very unfortunate circumstances Quilcha. maybe we'll just have a little bit of a chat about his fight before uh, we head over and hear from Franz himself you know obviously Dominic Wooding is out Rashid has steps in um, you know people you know, I never, I didn't necessarily think it was a negative thing. I'm just happy to see Franz got matched up and fair play to the PFL for coming back around and, and getting an opponent for him straight away. Um, proper order there, but very, very excited to see Franz fight. Um, you know, honestly, the news only broke yesterday of the day of recording, so we haven't had a chance to look at Rashad Has. We've seen him in there, though, against Jordan Vucenic before. And a uh, decent opponent has picked up a couple of nice wins on uh, a Mexican promotion in his last couple of fights on a, a four-fight win streak coming in here. And it'll be a good test for Franz, and, and you know, Franz will be a good test for Rashid as well, Twilja. Yeah, I'm just so happy that they managed to get a replacement because it's been a while since we've seen Franz. And obviously there was a lot of excitement about the rematch with Dominic Wooding, but now he gets this other fight straight away. And fair play to PFL for pulling someone in because... You know, it's it's tough, especially at these tournament formats. If someone pulls out last minute, you could leave people, you leave everything up in the air. And so, yeah, no, I'm just happy to see him get a fight again and uh, see what Ferdinand Franz is in there because we all know how good he is and how good he looks in there and striking. So, uh, yeah, I'm buzzing to see him back in there and see what he can do. And potentially, another Irish fighter could take up take back a take back a hundred k. So, uh, yeah, buzzing for it. This is like, this is Ireland's return to Germany, like Ray Houghton in Stuttgart in night in eighty eight. The Irish yes. are going to Germany. The Irish are going to Germany to something history. Some <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I think with Franz Andy, it, I I would expect to see in this fight a, a kind of a y'all must have forgot performance because you know through circumstances outside of his control he's kind of one of the most under the radar fighters in irish mixed martial arts now like tremendously skilled phenomenal striker slick jujitsu slick grappling 
Um, and I'm just so happy for him. Based, you know, I spoke with him before we we speak with him here. Hasn't been through the nicest of times in the last couple of years. This will be the first time we've seen him since December 2021. And you know, I'm glad that he's in the kind of a format where we're we're going to see him multiple times this year. Obviously, you know, if he gets the win, he'll be in the semi final. But uh, we're going to see him competing consistently with PFL one way or another for the next little while. And I think that's the position exactly he wants to be in. I'm sure you're just as excited to see him do that as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like um, anytime I think of France, I don't know why it is, but it's. I always think of the Ricky Bandeas fight, but not not for the reason you might think. Where you know that's his last loss. I was blown away, and I and I say it every time I, I talk about this fight, I was blown away by that performance with Franz Malambo. Like, he, yeah, he lost, he got knocked out, but up until that, I thought he was absolutely schooling Bandeas, um, and that to me was like where, like that like looking at that fighter, that type of performance, like he's. That that was a world class performance. I thought that he was putting on that day up until getting caught, um, and it just feels like we've been hearing and talking about Franz Rolando for years now. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, when he's got eighteen pro fights, but he he'll, he'll come in and he'll go on these runs. He'll win like at his amateur, he win winning the IMFs, and then you, you might not hear about him for a little bit, and then he'll he'll have a few more fights and he'll do well, and then all of a sudden it's like kind of he's out of the public consciousness for a while, and it feels like you've. He should be. He should be one of the lads at the forefront of Irish mixed martial arts and and in these big spots. And it, it does feel to me like he he hasn't got his like through no through no one's real fault. Uh, maybe you know maybe with the, with the combate stuff like he, they sh- should have had him more active and things like that. And I don't know. Like it's just it's a weird one where he, he should be in these big spots um, with big opportunities and and the opportunity to put on big performances and i think he will i think he'll he'll rise to the occasion here and um look we'll find out but um i am i'm, I'm the same as yourself i'm hopeful that we'll see him succeed here uh because he's one of the guys that i feel has been around for so long that he deserves a bit of success here and, and make a bit of money and uh, and not have to be landscaping and stuff and you know um for all the years of hard work put in and, and the skills that he has 100%. Let's go over. I'll send it over to myself to hear from the man himself. Franz Malambo joined us to talk about his upcoming fight on PFL this coming Saturday. Let's head on over there. Now, we're here with Franz Malambo ahead of his fight, not against Dominic Wooding, unfortunately, against Rashid Haas, a new opponent for July 8th on the PFL European Series. Franz Man, every time we're talking to you, it never seems to be a dull moment in your life, my friend. A change of <laughs> opponent. When did you find out the news about the change of opponent? Just yesterday, man. Just yesterday, literally. But, like, everybody is seeing this as a negative thing. But it's the best. Out- literally, this is my reaction. When I read the text that told me that he wasn't, I wasn't fighting Dominic Wooden, I was like, yes! Do you know what I mean? Fighting some random guy. Because, like, the thing is, I, I genuinely didn't want to fight Dominic Wooden. Like, I, it's a guy that I already fought, already beat. And I, since, since I fought him, I've, I've followed this guy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Obviously, I kind of assumed eventually uh, I'd, uh, 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 we'd meet somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And so when we both got into PFL and then it was the first round, it was kind of bittersweet. It was like, oh. Like, I'm fighting a guy, I know I can beat him. Like, I will always be able to beat him. So, I, it was bittersweet in a way that I knew I could beat him. So, I had a fight that I, I know I was going to win. But at the same time, it was against the guy that I was hoping to meet 
at a like if I wanted to fight Wooden, I would have wanted to fight him where we were like both champions or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Not at a first round of a tournament. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I yeah, feel 100%. like we both bring such an, an exciting fight that if we are ever going to fight, I want it to be. Like, I would have been happy, say, if it would have been in the PFL final or something like that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, two yeah. high-caliber fighters going at it. Like. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so uh, when I found out I wasn't fighting him on the first round of this tournament, I was happy. But in general, if I am ever going to fight him, I want to fight him as like, you know, as a big fight. I want it to be a big deal. Because we are both such exciting fighters, if that makes sense. Hundred percent, it does. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it's good that you're seeing the positive side to it as well. Because obviously, last minute opponent changes aren't ideal, but you don't necessarily mold your camps around your opponents anyway. Yeah, right? it makes know? no difference to me in one bit. Like literally, not one bit. And ex- 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 except for on this part, it's actually it's 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 having a positive impact on my view than it is negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. How has the camp been for you? How has it, uh, like, this is your longest period of inactivity. It's been, I, like, yeah. even when I was doing up the article that the change an opponent, looking back, it's crazy to think that it was December in 2021. That was the madness. last time that we seen you in the cage. It's crazy, man. It's just madness. Like, And the thing is, it's even worse when you look at it, the fact that, like, I keep going on of, like, Anytime I've started, if you guys even remember when I was starting off with Combat Global, the, 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 the thing that excited me so much with them was the promise of activity. Because obviously, what's, in, uh, what's your man that was, that was with them before I was? And he was like getting like four fights in like one year oh, he got. Uh, uh, from Cork. Um, yeah. Palahan. Yeah, Palahan, yeah. Like, they were feeding him fights before I got in. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. They're going to give me activity. And that's that's just not what happened. And so with this thing here, like with the PFL, it's exactly what I'm getting, man. And I'm looking forward to 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 be able to showcase what I've been telling people I can do when I'm active. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Can I ask you a question about Combat Your Global? Because I have an opinion that obviously they're a, a very Latino-based um, mm-hmm. promotion, and I feel you know they want to build up their local talent. Um, yeah, I feel that maybe things did went pear shaped for you because you were beating all their guys, and you were supposed to be fighting up with that guy David Martinez, who was a big star for them. And yeah. you know, there was a damn good chance, in my opinion, that you would have beat him too. And maybe they didn't want to go down that avenue. How would you agree with no, that but, opinion, or would you disagree? Yeah, no. No, 100%. Like, it, it was looking like that because I was telling them from the flipping, from when I was there, like, before I even won the, 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 the what's it called? Come, the, the, uh, the tournament. Yeah, I was going to say the, 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 the big cup, yeah? And yeah. before I won the cup, I come back to it anyways. Um, you know, they had told me, like, that's the champion. I was like, okay, grand. And then after I won it, he got he got in the cage and like this is the guy you're fighting. I'm like fine, okay, just flip and give me the title now instead of wasting everybody's time, <laughs> right? And then so when it came around to me fighting the guy, obviously first thing happened, I got injured in training. Shit happens, like you know, my guy just got injured. Now. It happens, you know. And then fair enough, we moved it on, and then they allowed him to take a fight a kickboxing fight or something like five weeks outside of a, outside of a title fight, which made no sense. And he ended up getting injured. Now I have to wait even longer 
Um, but then they're saying, oh, well, you got injured training. And I was like, yeah, but I was training for this fight. I was training in preparation for this fight. He was training, doing other shit, like fighting and use new, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, I, I, I don't mind fighting him at a different date, but for now, I just want to, I just need another fight just to survive. Like, so can you give me another fight uh, in between the champion? Like, cause he's not ready. I've been ready. And they're like, oh, wait, no, we just want you fighting for the title. Do you know what I mean? They didn't want me doing anything else but the title. And they wouldn't give me anything else. And I just couldn't wait for the champion. And then getting the champion as well would have been way worse for my career than, you know what I'm saying? Because I would have been, I would have had to stay there. And I'm already at a stage where, yeah, so it was just all working out to be real messy, man. And so, um, yeah, it just wasn't a fit for me at the time, like, you know. But uh, it was it was fun while it lasted, I suppose. Franz, you gave a great interview with Ian there not too long ago where you kind of laid out all the shit that was going on in your life. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously you're struggling. You mentioned there you needed a fight. I imagine that's financially, you, you know, you need to survive. Um, You talked it with Ian about, you know, doing the landscaping and kind of going mm-hmm. through a breakup and all. But, like, where, where yeah. are you at right now? Are you still landscaping? Like, when it's, you haven't fought since 2020. Yeah, well, crack there. Yeah, yeah, like, obviously I've done it for a little while, so I got to save up and stuff like that, a tiny bit, you know what I'm saying? But no, no, obviously I had to stop a few weeks ago to, 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 to put the head down to get this camp going, you know what I'm saying? So I've been training for a while. If if I need hours, they're always there. Shane Gray is absolutely amazing. So, no, no, I've just been training full-time, like, for the last few weeks, and... Um, yeah, yeah, with that, actually, with that being said, lads, I'm not, I'm, I'm genuinely not going to go into too much of that because any time I flip and talk about it, man, I go back into them similar emotions I had when the shit was going down. Yeah. And where I'm at now is I'm at a stage where I have a fight literally next week. All that shit flipping gone. It's it's history, right? I'll, I'll start thinking about that when I'm outside that situation. The fight still hasn't happened yet. I, I don't want to be dwelling on that right now. Right now, we're focusing on the fight. We're going to smoke this has-been. And here, you know what? That was rude. <laughs> I genuinely don't know this guy. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, that that's, uh, so, that's Will Fleury. Uh, on the, on that's the Will Fleury. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally Will Fleury in my head, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to fight uh, this has fella. Um, and then, you know. Yeah, see, then I'll talk to you after. See it where must feel like a massive is. relief though, like that you now have. Oh, you know, you're going in here. You can. You're fighting for. I imagine decent enough money. I don't know what, what you're paid, obviously, but like there's decent. Yeah, it's it's a tournament format. The you know the path is kind of laid out for you, and and this is the start yeah. of it. Like I'd say, you're buzzing. Exactly. Like that's like like I was saying. It's exactly what I've always wanted to be sitting here now. I have a fight in a week and then I have another fight in September and then I'll have another December. You know what I mean? Like I already have it all set nearly for the rest of the year, which is perfect. Like absolutely perfect. And like you said, the money ain't too bad either. You know what I'm saying? And then by the end of it, the hundred grand's there. So we're laughing, man. We just need to go get it. The prospect of fighting in Ireland is also as part of all this. What's it, what'd it be like to come back and fight in front of a home crowd? I mean, that's the cherry on top, isn't it? Like, obviously, my la- like every time I fight in Ireland, it's savage. And obviously, my very last hour in Ireland wasn't the, ma- the, the, the best. Like, so 
I need to, I need to, I need to leave a good lasting impression. You know what I'm saying? The last time I was in the tree arena, I went south for your man Frank. So the next time I has to, I has to go flipping swimmingly, and I, I, I'm putting a guarantee on it already. In the long run, like you're looking at the fact that this tournament could launch you into the main tournament that brings up all sorts of prospect, prospects of mm. financially exposure and just fighting abroad as well. What's the like being in PFL and having that on the horizon? What what does that do for motiv- you motivation wise? The thing is, like, like I, I don't need any extra motivation. Like this year for me has been my motivation. You know what I'm saying? As in, like. Like, I'm already as motivated as it possibly could be, right? But what this does for me is is, is give me something that I, I always wanted, like, uh, as in from a career, like, which is activity and obviously financial stability. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, that, that, that gives all of that. Like, I have three fights coming up. After that, I know there's something next year, which, like, I could be a millionaire in the next flipping less than 18 months if 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 all goes well you know what i'm saying i, I i'm sitting there with, with with that as an opportunity which is something you know what i mean i don't think any other organization can give you right now so i'm uh, uh, i'm super happy with this and um it's still hard for me though it's still very hard for me to to get too excited because she can just turn you know what i'm saying like obviously uh, like I'm saying, this thing was what well, was it was a was a positive thing for the way I'm looking at it with with the wooden thing. But at the same time, in a general sense, that's not ideal to have a change of opponents. Do you know what I mean? A week out. Do you know? What I mean? It just so happens to be a, a not right thing for me. So my point is, shit happens. You know what I mean? It, I, I'm I'm tired of getting too excited for shit that just doesn't happen. Like I said, after this year, I've had. So I'm only getting excited step by step. Right now, all my excitement is for getting to Berlin. Once I get to Berlin, we're going to weigh in. And once I weigh in, I'm taking everything step by step right now. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I, uh, I'm fully aware of the opportunity that's ahead of me, which is fantastic. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I made that too confusing. No, but I'm getting... sure. We we were yeah, just yeah. Talk, talking to Dylan Took there. You're, you're, good, uh, you're good pal and former training partner. Yeah, like, pal. He was saying like the, the almost like the fantasy of having coming up where you're seeing Connor, you're seeing all these people, and it's like mm-hmm. you know if I I get I'm getting all these social media followers, there's all these opportunities that are going to come my way, and I'm going to make all this money, and then it's like you come back yeah. down to reality, and it's like well hang on, this is all just kind of in my head or or just being dangled in front of me when it's not actually reality yet. Like is I'd say that's where you're so like sorry. I need to fucking just look at the, the next thing in front of me here and then yeah. forget about all the rest. This is it. This is it, man. And you know what? That's like, as you were speaking, I, I actually remember, that's that's kind of was like our thinking. I just don't want to say my thinking. Our thinking is we're coming up with all that madness. Like, you know what I mean? Like in 2015, I was in the flipping Mac Mansion trying to work on it. Not even that. A few years later, flipping, what's it? Uh, in the camp against Mayweather, going around seeing all this flipping mad shit, yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm in like I'm after skipping so many levels of like, you know, like there's fighters that have to do a lot to get to to where I, I'm kind of seeing. You know, does, does, does that make sense? 
I was like, I'm at the, yeah. I'm at the skipping so much to get to such a high level of seeing the highest of the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Before I'm even pro. So and if, I should be just grand. I, I was thinking, mate, I just need to train, keep doing what I'm doing, and it should all be fine. You know what I mean? The people I'm surrounded with, shit just will happen, and it just didn't. So, yeah, getting excited about the future is kind of... Um, it's kind of after uh, happening for you. Setting for myself hurt. up for, for hurt, basically. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. I lost it's my kind of, of thought there for a second. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Like, it's kind of like <laughs> it's after happening for you in, in reverse some way, where is that? Exactly, you know, you talk, yes. you talk about the good exactly. times, and then you had to go through yeah. the struggle in recent yeah, years. And now, yeah, yeah. But now it's, yeah. it's all about the next stage now. Like, yeah. is this? are you looking at this for maybe a lack of a better term as the final chapter of your career, the one where you can like yes. your story and, and what yeah. you want to achieve, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Final chapter, I'm not sure, but definitely new chapter. But yeah, hundred yeah. percent closer to final than than that else. Yeah, man. Obviously, we spoke about the last time um, you got the offer for the Ultimate Fighter and PFL on the same day. A tough decision that you had to make. We're right in the midst of Madness. the tough, uh, tough season right now. Um, have you yeah. been watching the Ultimate Fighter? Have you been seeing your teammates Lee and and Brad there? And and what's your thoughts on all that so far? I I haven't I haven't got a chance to flip and sit down and look at it all yet. Now, to be honest, because training all day and shit like that, getting to bed late, not really watching much shit. But um, no, I'm obviously after hearing about the leak, which kind of devastated me. <clears throat> I just was shocked to see um, league getting submitted. Even you know what I mean? Like um, other than that, like not really following the show too much, whether I know definitely should be. Because Lee is like one of my best mates, like, so yeah. <laughs> I should really be watching it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just disappointed with the outcome of uh, of that, really. like, um, And if I was going to be watching it, he'd be what I've been watching it for. And so now I kind of know what the story is. But no, we'll check it out eventually. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that out for now, yeah? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Look, you're focusing on yourself right now. And have you had a chance mm. to look at uh, your new opponent? Um, I know Yanni found out yesterday as we're recording this. Uh, Rashid has. What do you think of him as a new opponent? Doesn't matter. That says it all. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it's just another guy that's coming in there to get a whooping. That's all it is. Love it, love it, and yeah. obviously, look at you. Don't re- you're not really scouting that tournament bracket at all. You're just taking it one fight at a time. Obviously, you're thinking you're going one in fight there. At you're a in time, it. man. You're in it to yeah. win it. This is it. This is it. Like this is my last goal. Like I'm looking at it as in like, like I'm going in there. There is flipping. You're not gonna beat me. Like there is no way. Just watch. I I don't know how I'm able to pull what I'm trying to say in words. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going in there, lads. And there's flipping no beating me. That's just, I don't know how to put that. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but you'll see for yourself. How different of a fighter are you now in comparison? Because we haven't seen you in quite some time. So obviously you've been doing some work in the background. Yeah, that's the same with me, man. That's the same. I don't know what kind of fighter I am right now. Do you know what I mean? I I haven't been in there either. All I've been doing is training. But I'm saying... Shit's going to be different. I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. I don't even know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just as excited to see me going in there 
as 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 everybody else is, man. I I can't tell you the ins and outs of what I'm gonna do, but I'm just saying it's gonna be different. You know what I mean? Have you been tra- have you been training flat out since? Obviously, like it's been so long now since you fought, but have you been training basically, flat out? Or? Basically, yeah, cause like all the way up to like flipping May from December, like to May, I was in a proper camp, just waiting on shit to go down. You know what I'm saying? And then kept coming on and off of training because um, you know hoping something would come up and shit like that, and then had to come off, get off work come back training because I was hoping something. So I've been in and out of training like this whole time, but for the last good like three months or whatever, since we find out, this, since this whole train has been going with the PFL and everything, I've been flat out training. Like, and if you look at that, like, uh, as I'm saying all this mad shit about, oh, watch, watch and see what happens. I'm looking at it as in, look at this way, right? The last time I fought wooden, I fought winning after like a three four week camp right and what happened happened this time i i was already flipping like i i had moved into the gym and i was i, I was staying there for flipping ages <laughs> like i've been training for so long now do you know what i mean if i could do what i was doing with so little training before and i'm out there already doing like Four triple the amount of training I was already about to been doing that whole time. What's gonna come now is what I'm is the way I'm looking at it. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you living in the gym right now in SBG? Well, I'm not right now, but yeah. You you are for the camp, most the most of the camp. I was, yeah, I was just, staying there for the camp, yeah, 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 for sure. You just engrossed yourself in training then. Is that uh... Yeah, yeah, man. Something like because you know what I always felt? I always felt like when I was at home and all that, you know. Cause I just I like fighting. I don't really like training, so this I wouldn't be there as much. Like, but living in the you don't really have a choice. Like you're there, you're kind of in there. And as well, you know, when I be on like camps and stuff like that abroad, that's when I felt like I, I trained my best. You know what I'm saying? When I was kind of just outside of my comfort zone. So um, and that's what I've been doing now for a long time, being outside my comfort zone. So it's uh, it's gonna be madman when I get it's- in there. It's gonna be just crazy. I'd say living in the gym is tough. Like I've seen those dorms and like it's it, a lot of people on top of each other. There's people coming and going at all times. I'd say mentally it's it almost going to build some fortitude there, no? Yeah, I don't know why people think it's so bad though, man. I don't know. Look, to be honest, I just, I'm very adaptive to my surroundings, really. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was flipping grand. Like, you know, it's, yeah, grand. it's not like bleeding people describe it as being Auschwitz or something and it's grand. <laughs> so, I mean, all you need to do is just kind of like clean up after, clean up after yourself and everything is cool, man. You know, you're hanging around with fighters. It's just, it's all good. It's all good. It's about like, you're, it's about like you're, when you're in there and in that scenario, you're, it's like fighting 24 seven. Like when you're there, you're obviously breaking down how training sessions go, maybe breaking down mm-hmm. techniques with the other fighters in there. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's a, a huge positive impact probably on your performance. Have you seen kind of your level jump by putting yourself into that scenario? Oh, definitely. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. Like I, my skills have definitely improved in this time of training. Like I've trained for so long and I've trained like with so much detail and stuff like that, man. I've trained good. And right now I feel amazing. Do you know what I mean? I can't wait to go and fight. Because I just feel so good. I'm after being flipping, going to uh, chiropractics there. 
they've been looking after me. I've been going there like once a week uh, for flipping the last few weeks, the last few months actually. And then I go to Flow Recovery as well to to to, to get looked after. I'm at the going there the last day. Uh, what's it? I'm at the been with them there. I went to I went to chiropractics right from there. Went to Flow Recovery from there. Went to um, uh, Neuro. Um, where I got like massages and shit. Me, I'm 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 feeling so good. I've been I've been looked after, um, like as in health wise and stuff like that, training wise, and I'm just ready to go, man. I'm literally just a bomb set to bleeding the eighth of December, and it's just gonna explode, man. I mean July, eighth <laughs> <The 8th> of <laughs> July in Berlin, and then shit's gonna go bloom. As soon as you get there and fight on 8th December, you'll be joined by Dylan Chu, who we spoke about earlier. The two of you mm-hmm. made the, your professional debut on the same card in 3 Arena on Bama 22. Is it, no way. Is it cool that you've come in kind of full circle and you're both? <laughs> <laughs> that's daily. I didn't even actually clock that. But that's that's amazing. But sorry, go on. Go on. What was your question? Is it nice to see you both came full circle and like you're both competing with each other again and making your PFL debuts together? Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome, like, seeing him again, because I haven't seen him in ages. The last time I've seen him, I think we were in, like, Jordan or something a few years back, like. So, um, yeah, 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 that's gas the way we were. Did we? Our first, uh, our pros were, the, uh, I mean, our debuts were on the same day. Yeah, that's that's class. But, uh, no, I, I didn't, I wasn't conscious of that. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting, man. I can't wait to see Dylan too. And I feel like he's going to feed this kind of energy I have, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's never so shy of bringing the energy <laughs> it's going to be good and actually don't forget as well boys John Boy is going to be there as well like he's part of the crew you know what I mean I was talking to him there when I went to Abu Dhabi uh, Kenny was fighting Dubai I think it was one of the two you Dubai, are Abu, yeah. yeah yeah one Kenny was fighting on there and John Boy was there got talking to him he's flipping class so sorry boys um so yeah, yeah, can't wait to see him as well. And uh, yeah, we'll make a little triple triangle thing going on. <laughs> hey, 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 little triangle. Yeah, yeah. I nearly missed it, and then I caught it, but they used caught it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. nice, Franz, you nice, mentioned nice. you mentioned Kenny there. Uh, one of the most amazing moments I thought last year it was last year. It might have been earlier this year actually. Um, mm. Was after Kenny's win in the cage the two years were kind of kneeling down embracing each other and it was just a beautiful moment and i spoke to him afterwards and he was he was kind of getting emotional speaking about yourself but like one to have him now the two years are are in the pro ranks together uh what's that like for you and then and then as a follow-on what are we doing to get kenny more active because bellator need to start giving him a few more fights i feel that's just flipping story with bellator isn't it like like they just do that. Like there's, uh, but anyways, Kenny, right? We're concentrating on Kenny. I'm not Bellator. They're never messing around, right? He's doing deadly, yeah. Flipping, it's madness. Like, cause, like I have a, I was, my memory works really weirdly, yeah. And so I remember him really good, go kind of as a kid, and then I didn't see him for a long while, cause I, like I kind of I moved out of my mom's place when I was like 19, right? And so. I, I, I didn't see him for a good while. And then he was just huge. And then he was doing MMA and stuff. And he just kept getting bigger. And then obviously, fast forward, he's in there fighting. And he's just flipping smoking people. And it's just effortless for him. 
Do you know what I mean? And then I see him training and he's just flipping Debbie. Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy because I'm thinking, this is that same little flipping kid. Do you know what I mean? And like, what's the happening to him? And he's doing really good, man. <clears throat> so for me, it's just mad. Like, looking at it, it all go down. And uh, it's just, you know, it, 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 it's complicated. But at the same time, I'm very, very proud of him. Do you know what I mean? Friends, ever since you've been an amateur, one thing I've noticed is you seem primed for tournaments. You had, uh, as an amateur, you had a tournament win there. Then you go in as a professional. You have a different type of style tournament in, Cop- in Copa Combate, win that. Mm-hmm. Now you're nearly on for a hat-trick. It may be a different type of style <laughs> tournament again. But what what is it with you in these tournaments? It just seemed to kind of drift Mate, towards you almost. You're dead right. You're dead right. And I don't know if flip them why. I'll just keep taking them on and flipping winning them. <laughs> Because you, you know what? More? I not necessarily, but it just keeps like I just keep like you said. I just keep falling like in them brackets. But because uh, I actually, you know what? The only tournament I didn't win that I was part of was I done some kickboxing tournament in China, and ended up losing on the first round because I like broke my foot off your man's bleeding knee or something like that. And uh, but any other tournament I won. That I've been part of, I think, as as far as I remember, as far as I remember, probably not going all the way back to boxing, but so far the ones that I, matter I never made them. All. The ones that matter never won them all, and so this hopefully falls in the. What am I saying? Hopefully, this will fall in that there, um, you know, bracket of competitions won by your man Frank Lambo. A, a, tri- a triangle of <laughs> tournament wins is what we we're going to do. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Up. Franz, yeah, that's that's at- that's going to be the poster when I win. You boys better make that poster. No well. problem. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> we can get, nice. get a bit of clout off your name. No problem. Whatsoever. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you Franz, go. That's, that, that's free there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Franz, we're delighted to see you getting back in there. Glad that you got matched up quickly. Next Saturday night, July 8th, man. It's been a long time coming. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing you getting in there, doing the business, and and we'll be talking to you down the line a, a couple of more times, and hopefully it's a bunch of wins this year, good tournament win, rounding it off in Dublin. We wish you yes, the best. Sir. We thank you for coming on and, and taking the time today, and uh, yeah, all the best, my man. No, thank you, guys. And as well, sorry for like my sitting position and all. My phone was kind of out of like power. I had to be close to the charger and all. So this is probably not the best. Yeah, you're all, you, know you, you, look, you look beautiful. You're, you're grand. You're they actually, the, the Wi-Fi is actually good today, Franz. The last couple of times it's been... That's what been, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, at least yeah, we had nice. a clear connection today. We can, we can deal with the camera moving around. We had a clear connection. Yes. It was all good. Thanks for taking nice, the time. Nice. We'll, we, we, nice we'll see you next Saturday night, July 8th. Franz Malambo versus Rashid Haz. PFL Europe. Tune in on The Zone. Check that out. All the best, Franz Malambo. All right, moving on uh, to the next topic. There was a bunch of fights announced for the Bellator Dublin um, card over the past week or so. Um, I think who was announced? Uh, Pedro Carvalho, Aaron Pico, that had been announced. We kind of spoke about that already. But we've seen the announcement of Kenny Mokahana, uh, who's coming in to take on Josh O'Connor. Um, we have Peter Queeley, who's taken on Daniele Michele, um, who's coming back. Charlie Ward coming back to take on Gregory Babane. 
And who else was announced? Kieran Clark was announced for his bantamweight debut, something that caught us all by a little bit of surprise. He is coming on to take on, I'm not even going to attempt this guy's first name, a uh, Polish gentleman with the last name of Corny. Uh, I'm going to have to kit up Sean Denny for that. I'm not even going to <laughs> pronounce <laughs> Prism Slaw Corny as well. I'll, I'll try and Sean Denny will probably Prism Slaw Corny. Oh god! Uh, oh, sorry, god. sorry about that. Sean, well, Sean Denny right. is is smashing his head against his phone right now. <laughs> yeah. But look, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about Kieran Clark first and move down to 135 pounds. What's your thoughts, Andy? Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, I, I wasn't wasn't uh, expecting this. I I saw the matchup. I was kind of lamenting on uh, on social media that he should be in a bigger spot against a bigger opponent and all this type of stuff. And then someone was like, "Yeah, it's probably because he's going down to bantamweight." And I was like, "Oh, all right, missed that." Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to hear from Kieran um, as to why, because I thought that he lo- he's looked great. Um, obviously, you know, Kieran Clark fights typically uh, there's some adversity, but his last fight was dominant. Um, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of adversity he had to come through. I thought he looked great, and I thought we we'd see him kind of pushed up. But look, um, maybe he feels like he he'll be better suited to bantamweight. Um, I don't know. I don't have the answers to that, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm interested to see it. Um, he's not the biggest featherweight, I suppose, uh, but I also don't think he looked out of place in there. So, um, surprised. I, I still think you know, even though even with the drop down, I would have liked to have seen him against a a different opponent, um, someone maybe a bit a bit more well known or something like that. But you know, when you're going to a new weight class, I suppose you, you're testing the waters too. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like I would, I, I, I was initially thinking like that too, though, Andy. It's like because Kieran at one forty-five had just worked him way his way into a position where we were probably talking about ranked opponents or, or very close to ranked opponents after that. Like, and um, I found it, it like strange. You know, you could maybe move into a similar position at bantamweight, but like you said, when you're coming down there, Quilcha you know, you have to test the waters like Andy did say. So, you know, it'd be exciting to see what he looks like at 135 if he can bring some of the strength and the, and the dominance that he's shown at 145 and, and some of the energy down to 135. It's going to be a real problem in that division as well, isn't he? That's it, yeah. Like, I have no problem with the matchup. I think it's it's grand to get to test the waters a bit against not a massive name, which he probably could have gotten if he stayed at featherweight, for example. So it's good. It's a great, I think it's a good move, uh, be interested to see how he gets on that new divisions are always tough but a uh, perfect time and it's good to do it now then do it while you're up there in the rankings type of thing so uh yeah look if he carries down that strength he's going to be i think he's going to be a massive problem for the bantamweight division we've seen how good he is at featherweight even at catchweight fights we've seen how good he's dealt with that so uh yeah I'm, I'm excited to see how he gets on now at bantamweight and uh if he can make a real good run at the rankings and potentially a title and some somewhere in the near future um, I'm shocked he's not on the main card actually that's one thing yeah yeah. Will, you never know with Bellator lads that things could fucking change three or four times over before that card is announced but uh, yeah you'd be you'd be thinking you want to be putting Kieran and I know Brian Moore is not getting I don't know if he is getting a main card slot I think he deserves that shot as well um, but you know Kenny Makahana we're going to see back Andy as well he's fit, taking on defeat, undefeated Welshman Josh O'Connor as well. Good to see him match back up as well. Look, he was looking for a fight before this. It didn't materialize, but we don't have to wait too much longer to see him back at 145 as well against a good, solid, undefeated guy. Um, another good test too. I like this matchup for for Kenny. You know, another undefeated prospect. Uh, let's see how he goes. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I mean, again, but, you know, Kenny's kind of earlier on in his his uh, his pro run, but just keep putting him in there. I want to see activity for Kenny. He's literally right after the his last when he's saying, "Come on, get me in there." And unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition. So we'll we'll see him in September, but just keep him active, keep him active. 100%. And I think, yeah, undefeated fighter versus undefeated fighter, someone's O has got to go, and that's easy to match to to market. So yeah. 100%. Peter Creeley, Charlie Ward also matched up Quilcha. Good chances for them. Obviously, Peter Creeley taking on Daniela Michele from Italy. Charlie Ward going in against Gregory Baben from France. Um, obviously, come, both gentlemen coming back off losses. This is a good opportunity for both guys to get back into the win column as well in these respective fights. Your thoughts, please? Two fighters that probably everyone's been waiting to hear if they get when they get announced or not. So, say it was a Music to the fans' ears, that's two of them have been announced and uh, we get to hear, hear the zombie being played in the three arena for Peter Quigley once again and hopefully this time he can, he can get a win. I think it's a very good matchup for him. I feel he can get a win and uh, he's not been thrown into you know the deeper end of the division like he has been previously. It's, it's a good fight. Same with Charlie. I feel like it's uh, two very good opportunities for two of them to get back in the win column. 100% that card. Andy, thoughts? No, I was going to say, the Queenie one definitely feels like that to me. Like, it feels like it's it's teeing him up to be like, right, the showstopper, go out there, get a finish against, uh, you know, uh, a guy who's is a, a significant step down from the high-caliber competition that Queenie has been facing. So, and you know what? No harm. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Check hard is really shaping, taking shape now. Still a while to go. 23rd of September. We'll talk about that lots more before it does take place. Um, and let's talk about the Four Nations squad, Quilcha, that has been announced. We're going back over to the UK uh, again. Um, the Obviously, the, the senior team being led by Kieran Davrin and the youths team being led by Danny McCormack heading over there. What details do you have on that tournament itself when it's taking place, etc.? Yeah, so Four Nations are going to be held. It's actually going to be held in Wales this year for a change. It's the second edition of the tournament. Um, I believe I actually don't have the dates handy, but I will soon get them. The, but the squads have been announced. Some uh, Two very strong squads. I feel like it's a bit of a passing of the guard in terms of our transitional phase, maybe, for the for the senior squad. A lot of new names that we may not have seen before on the on the squad that's heading over. But a good opportunity for them to get experience, compete at international level, and a tournament format potentially set themselves up for the uh, for the World Championships or the European Championships later this year. I think there's some good names there. Trevor McKengo's return. I'm very excited to see him. Mantas is fighting. Nathan McGilligan, Frank Maher, Emer Darcy. And uh, one significant note I do feel is uh, it's nice to see the progression from the youth squad through to the senior squad now, or the junior squad in this case. you got Nate Kelly and Akeem Kinsler there who previously represented the IMA youth squad at the IMAF Youth World Championship. So it's nice to see that progression kind of happening and uh, now they get the opportunity to compete uh, at the Four Nations as juniors. And yeah, it's good for the youth squad to see that's the pathway as well. And it's great. So um, yeah, very it's- excited at is the Four Nations, is, is that IMAF or is that EMA or what? Or no, it's EMA, sure. EMA currently, EMA kind of suspended the relationship with IMAF for the time of being, so it's... Yeah, uh, that's because I was kind of wondering, I wasn't sure if it was, which nah. one it was or... Yeah, they ran, they ran they ran it last year, Eamon. They did a very good job at it as well. And Ireland yeah, did quite well. Ireland did quite well last year and I'm excited to see how they'll go in 
um, into this one as well. And I, I definitely want to echo your sentiments too, where, you know, it's good to see that youth development kind of transforming over into the senior ranks as well. You know, uh, fighters working together to build themselves up as well. These tournaments will provide some great experience for all the young, young up and coming talent. And uh, hopefully the, I guess the overall situation that's going on in IMF right now doesn't hinder the prospects and the chances of these athletes who are coming through with, you know, world championship opportunities, Europeans, um, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully, but it's good to see, you know, it, that's the important squeals. I guess you can speak to this a lot better. The importance of a tournament like this, a four nations championships that was just brought in last year, you know, creates this tournament base it'll get people more familiar with the kind of flow of a tournament, the preparations, everything like that. And these tournaments are just as important to get the squads ready for, for the big ones like the Euros and the Worlds a little bit later on in the year. It's not only that, it's just fighting with less pressure. You know, you're not fighting in front of a, a crowd with the pressure to sell tickets, pay-per-views and all that. You're just going out, getting in a cage and straight back out again. It's nice, good, safe environment run by professionals. It's, yeah, I'd love to see. It. Actually, it might be uh, it might be Five Nations uh, next year from what ooh, I'm hearing. Ooh. So that'll be very exciting. Yeah, they're adding another one apparently. Ooh. But uh, yeah, this one looks like it looks like it's a kind of like a, a less experienced team as well going out. So it's probably you know when you're talking about development and you know if you maybe haven't competed at a at a Worlds or or Europeans or something, then you know this here's your opportunity to kind of get dip your toe in the water and and hopefully kick on from there. And hopefully Ima can actually host the Four Nations some year. I think that I'd absolutely love to see that. So that's my uh, fingers crossed for that some year, maybe next year, the year after. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to see that as well um, coming over. So yeah, that's uh, good news. Um, another, let's let's go through some some quick bits here as well. Obviously, we'll talk about Andreas Binder, his title fight next. Gary Rooney is going pro. Uh, we'll just transition from amateur to, to pro here. Gary Rooney has made the decision he's going to make jump into the pro ranks. I think a, a very good decision. I'm excited to see how Gary gets on. Obviously, he's he was over there cornering, getting some experience with um, uh, with uh, Carol um, over in, in Chicago for his big win at Bellator a couple of weekends back. Very exciting to see uh, Gary taking the, the, the jump over there, Andy, to professional ranks, hey? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Darry or Darry, Gary's looked a, a terror as an amateur. Um, he, he's his grappling is is fantastic. His jiu-jitsu is great, um, and he's been spending a lot of time on his uh, on his boxing lately, as he as well. So, um, look, he's he's got a heap of fights. How many fights actually? No, I don't have in front of me. I should have done my research beforehand, but I remember him telling me he was going to beat Alexander O'Sullivan's record for the most amateur. So maybe he is. Uh, he's decided to. To, to not give up but to relinquish that uh that attempt and say no i am uh, i'm going pro now is the time um and congratulations also i believe are in order to gary rooney who uh, i believe i saw posted on social media is going to become a father so uh, an exciting time for for young gary rooney um guy have a lot of time for and uh yeah i'm looking so forward to seeing him uh whenever he makes his pro debut on on Virtus mma maybe maybe i'll even make the trip up Excellent. Yeah, I didn't actually realize he he was matched up for Virtus as well. Who is he fighting there, Creelcher? Do we know? But is there an opponent uh, announced they're look, yet? They're, no. looking, they're looking for an opponent, so I don't think they have anything yet. But uh, I'm not sure if there'll be many people uh, putting their hands up to fight one of the uh, one of the best flyweight amateurs in Europe, if not the world, at this case. So uh, yeah, look, hopefully he gets a match. I'm really excited for it. 
Hundred percent. Look at really, really excited for Andreas Binder this weekend as well. Coming up a huge, huge title fight for him against Aiden Lee at Levels Fight League Nine over in Holland. Andy, you were over there. You were t- chatting to him. I'm sure the interview will be up on SevereMMA.com on the YouTube channel. Go over there and check it out. Yeah, you were over there at SBG Charlestown uh, to watch a couple of his final preparations and speak to Andreas as well. Obviously, we, I've not had the chance to, to listen to the interview yet. It's not out yet as the time we're recording here, but maybe just share some insight on that visit and, and maybe just give your, some, some of your insight on the fight itself against Aiden Lee. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me in where Andreas, where Andreas is at the moment in his career is he's looking for that next big shot. Like he, he wants to be fighting on one of the big shows, whether that's the UFC or Bellator or PFL or, or whatever. But like he's kind of been putting himself in the, into the fire uh, for the last number of fights here, like he, we've seen him go out and face a guy who fought in the UFC and Rustin Mackman, he put him away. Uh, we've seen him come through some adversity where he's he's lost a fight, and then to rebound against a guy um, like uh, like Chris Stringer, um, who you know. 27, 27 fights, I think he had going into that one. Um, it, it, he's doing, he's doing the right things. Like he's he's getting himself out there. He's fighting abroad. He's taking on tough challenges. He's taking on experienced guys. And now, as he goes into Aiden Lee, Aiden Lee's fought Aaron Pico. Aiden Lee's fought for a Cage Warriors title. He's trains in Team Renegade alongside the the Edwards brothers. Like he's no joke. He, he's he's you know fair enough. He's eleven and seven. He's he's taken some licks as well, uh, but he's a really tough opponent here. I think, um, and I think that that Andreas will need to bring his A game uh, going into a fight like this. But if he can get it done, um, you know that's that's a title. Your levels fight league aren't, aren't the biggest promotion in the world, but it's still you can you, you know you can call yourself a European champion or or whatever you want to call yourself. Really, um, he's also dropping down to one fifty five. So I feel like um, the, he looked in phenomenal shape when I saw him and the. The, the vibe I was getting was that, you know, he could he feels like he has the power at 170, but he's also, you know, he's not in peak condition. Um, like he now he's got abs, he's got he's ripped, he's shredded to bits. Um, whereas, you know, he's fighting guys that probably have three, four inches in height on him um at welterweight. So interested to see how he gets on here. Um and yeah, big fight. I think it's a big opportunity for him. Uh, and I do think a win like this can push you on, whether that's a, a shot on Bellator or, or PFL or or maybe even making your case for for going the Dana White's Contender Series route or something like that. Uh, you never know. 100%. Like you said, I think, you know, it, it's a, a very good test at this stage of his career against a guy like Aiden Lee, who's, you know, been in there with some pretty impressive fighters like Saul Rogers, Aaron Pico, Henry Corrales. You know, he's had some some tough, tough challenges in his career, Quilchan. He is a is a tricky customer at the best of times, is Aiden Lee. Anyone who competes for a Cage Warriors belt is going to be a tricky customer. But uh, one thing I've just found out there, just noticed, he's a win over uh, Ludovic Klein. That's a serious name to have on your record. So, uh, yeah, to be taking on some of that caliber coming from a gym that's in serious form at the moment, a team renegade, is uh, it's a huge scalp to be taken at this point in your career, especially with a belt on the line. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, a good, a good kind of springboard to another opportunity if he does get the win here. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again and uh, or fighting uh, LFL and what's next afterwards. And I, I like I think an LFL title is a fairly a fairly good title to have too. They put on good shows. They they have some decent fighters in their ranks. And you know, like Andy said with Andreas, it was a decent win against Chris Stringer. Like not an easy out, and he got a good win there. He's been. No, obviously the defeat to Pastouche was disappointing, but you know, down in a new division now, chance to kind of win a title, 
kick up a bit of steam. And, you know, we, it's easier to call for those big shots when you've got a title over your shoulder or a title around your waist. And, and this Saturday, it's going to be a big chance for Andreas to see it. So I'm excited to see him getting in there. Look, at, there's so much going on. We, we, we'll try and shine a light on as many as we can. And look, we had Andreas on here uh, very early in his career, and we're more than happy to shine a light on him. And we're really excited to see him taking on Aiden Lee this weekend at Neville's White League. And you can you can watch that on if anyone's listening, you can watch it on via play. So that's where. So I'm sure there's a li- I'm sure there'll be a with MMA. It's always difficult to watch things. But yeah. Hopefully there'll be there'll be a link anyway, and it should be on via play where online. I'm sure you will tweet it out. I'll tweet it out, and we, we'll we'll get the links up on Severe MMA as well, how we can watch all these fights. There's fights going on in PFL. There's fights going on in Levels Fight League. There's fights going on here, there, and everywhere, which is brilliant for Irish mixed martial arts. But sometimes you want to have your head on a swivel to see where all of these lads are yeah. fighting and how to and how to tune in. So yeah, thanks for that as well, Andy, for that update. Um, a couple of last housekeeping things. James Gallagher has a new opponent. Uh, James Gonzalez is his new opponent. Obviously, um, you know his previous opponent is obviously going through some difficulties too. Chris Bianchoni, uh, who has uh, unfortunately suffered a cardiac arrest and is in recovery stages right now. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him. It's a terrible, terrible incident, and you know it's the harsh reality of the fight game too. You know, they're, you're living and 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 breeding this stuff, and you know, unfortunate things do happen from time to time. And you know, we wish Chris all the best, obviously, and a big uh, kind of backing from the MMA community over the past week over his kind of state of affairs. So um, look at James is back in there with James Gonzalez, and you know, obviously. Uh, it's good to see James kind of get matched up again and see him in there, even though it is true unfortunate circumstances as well. Um, Max Lally's fight is off EFL. Um, that's going not going down. Quilch, do you have anything to share on that? Just got kind of uh, that fight is off for now. Uh, yeah, it's that e, uh, was it Elite Combat League or e- something e- like e- that? Yes, e- yeah, yeah. So uh, I just saw a post yesterday. Events been postponed for until further notice. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a date for it just yet, so I'm not sure what that means for Max's fight. I must ask him and see what's going on there because I know he wants one more amateur fight. I think it is before he goes pro. So look, hopefully he gets another one soon, be it on the ECL or whatever kind of promotion it may be. But uh, yeah, that one's off. It's supposed to be scheduled for 19th of August, but another date will have to be. Absolutely. Last but not least, lads, we'll just do a little bit of Ultimate Fighter talk. We led in with it in the last episode. Um, obviously, a great result um, for, um, oh my goodness, uh, Brad Katona. Yeah, his name almost escaped me there. Good performance, the, good the win diva. for him. Look at fair play to him. He's fighting his case there. It must be a doggy dog world in that tough Absolutely. household then. Yeah, fair play, fair play to him, but uh, went out there, got the job done, and unfortunately the cat was let out of the bag a little bit earlier than we wanted to for, for Lee Hammond, but as of the release of this podcast, we do know that he had an unfortunate loss um, against Kurt Holliba in the first round, um, you know, seemingly dominating the fight. Uh, before he got choked out at this time. We've not actually got the chance to watch the fight in full. We'll we'll talk about it maybe a little bit more. Um, just any quick thoughts on that, Andy or Quilcher, before we, we wrap things up here for, for this episode? Not really. Haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I've just I've just seen, unfortunately, that uh, that Twitter post and 
where they kind of st- they obviously had access to the full fight or something and said that he looked good and then got caught. I don't I don't really know. Um, I guess it's a pity that I got leaked. Um, yeah, it is. It's like I, I said I it in the group. It was like oh. like of all of all the things it was we had been you know look at you can get pick up things here and there but i was actually out in i was out in the dark and how lee had got on so i was actually very excited to see so it's just unfortunate that you know of all the t- fights to get leaked it had to be lee Hammonds, yeah. and you know yeah. it's, it's unfortunate that he gets an opportunity on the tough finale still uh, yeah uh, very excited to hear if he does and he de- and he deserves it as well uh, hopefully he he can get it and look at it's a loss it's a, it's technically an exhibition fight it won't go down as a loss on his record because it's only two rounds so i mean technically will be still classed as undefeated as well so um that is that and that wraps us up for another episode of the ultra angle a very good show very good to hear from dylan and franz and Oh, never a dull moment in Irish mixed martial arts from from the from the domestic ranks to the professional ranks all over the world. It's a fantastic time. We keep saying it. We love coming on here, talking about everything and anything. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you everybody for support. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a follow. Tell a friend. We appreciate the sport. We love uh, all of the feedback all of um the the great words and great things everyone has to say about the podcast we love doing it each and every week go and follow andy stevenson at andy steve steve one two three no that's that's yeah. it and, and i sorry i was like fuck, i was second doubt i was doubting myself i was getting mixed up your two accounts and quilcha the barra quilcha the barra mma on on twitter as well and i O'Neill mma for myself we'll see you the next time quilcha see us out Yeah, me and Margaret, fuck a slang of all.